Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. We're back with another episode, a very long one. Um, I make no apologies. We started out talking about WandaVision, the insane fan theories. Um, talked about that for a little bit. Uh, we talked about some Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, we sold we out the Star Wars Disney. quota. I'm trying to remember the other stuff, though. Uh, it's all listed out. And there's it's been a... three hours ago. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then our main topic, we got into a, a bit of a Spider-Man 3 retrospective. We uh, I wanted did a to breakdown. do a rewrite. Yeah, we did a breakdown of the plot. Then we went into a rewrite of the movie. We just it wasn't so much a rewrite as much of it uh, as much as it was just a a, a lengthy critique. And uh, there's timestamps listed out down below, so you can skip to whatever topic you'd like. Uh, if you want to skip ahead to a certain part, if you want to skip the plot recap, you can. Um, and just jump straight into the the critiques, uh, or if you want to skip the intro part, which I don't know why you would. It's so it, it's just it's a it's a fun time. This is where the sauce is located. Man. Yeah, it's the sauce. Follow us on social media. That's all linked down below. Like, subscribe. Follow my gamer tags. Yeah, follow Jared's gamer tags. <laughs> Send, friend him, friend him on Xbox. Friend him on Steam. But uh, you have to send me a message first, telling me that you're uh, where you're coming from, because I don't just accept everyone I see. Yeah, tell them. I got. I tell got them style. we sent you. Yeah, tell them I sent you to go follow me. Like I was saying though, it's like this podcast is like a sandwich. The first word is the first bread, and then the rest of the intro is just all the fucking sauce <laughs> we put on it. It's like a we basically have a soup. This sandwich. podcast is like a sandwich. It's delicious. It's delicious earthy uh i don't like that <laughs> anyway anyways on with the show when i saw that when i saw that floyd mayweather charges 999 dollars for a cameo for just 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 to say hi to you like imagine like you could buy like most of a ps5 with that yeah you can like you can get a Valve Index for that amount of money, or you could get Floor Mayweather. Yeah, you could get like a really good gaming PC that will last you for years, or you can have the guy that's good at punching say hi to you. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't understand it at all. You know, Jack's films, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, guess how much he charges oh, for a God. cameo? Fifty bucks. Sixty nine dollars. <laughs> ha ha. nice. That's that's probably the amount that I would charge. No, uh, I was going to say though. Even if I couldn't my... make that much money, like even if I can't justify charging that much, it's still funny sex number. Yeah, sixty nine cents. Yeah, I might do that. Uh, sixty nine cents for a cameo. Oh, I'm going to do $1 cameos. I will say anything. Just tell me what it is and give me a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do with this show. I want anyone to, anyone that donates any amount of money, I will read anything that they say. I, well, okay. Even when if you it's say personally that, insulting, I will still do it. What if it's racial slurs? Okay, I I draw the line at saying racial slurs out loud. Out loud. You just whisper to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the N word. <laughs> Still better than Adam Driver. Oh, what? What did he do? Okay, he didn't. 
it wasn't Adam Driver himself doing it. What it so uh, are you familiar with the movie Black Klansman from a couple years ago? Yeah, with uh, Childish Gambino, right? Um, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know who's in it actually. I haven't That's, seen it. It's uh, supposed this... to be good. I just don't see a lot of movies. Um, but Adam Driver is in it, and um, a lot of like like a lot of people uh, post Disney in their career, uh, he plays a racist guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a very weird like yeah. connection, but it is common. Yeah, like I I thought of it earlier. Like David Henry, the guy uh, that plays the brother from Wizards of Waverly Place, the older one, not the younger one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 first thing that I saw him in after Wizards of Waverly Place was a movie that like it, i don't know it was a movie that my mom liked that they did it was like one of those like made for tv movies about how like it, it's one of those like white savior movies where it's like a little black girl meets a, a white lady and she solves racism it's one of those kinds oh, of yeah. things and um you mean one of the new jodie foster doctor who episodes got yes. him i haven't i don't i haven't seen that so I they can't attest to it, but I will take your word for it. Before we go, I want to tell you this because this is stupid. They have an episode where Doctor Who visits Rosa Parks, oh, and they try to that, imply that, that, that it all sounds was... good. Yeah, it goes exactly as you expect. Oh man! So what happens? Well, basically, like you know, racism happens, and the Doctor saves the day. Oh, does <laughs> does, does Doctor Who end racism? Uh, well, not quite because you know, and then everyone clapped. <laughs> it's one of those things where they—I know what they were trying to go for, but the execution was stupid. So, Doctor Who, the way that the like time travel works, like if certain events can be changed unless it's a fixed point in time, uh, whatever the fuck that means. I think I've heard of that, but it's like huge historical events that like change the course of human history like one of the episodes during the uh the david Tennant era uh he went to mars and uh he met like one of his personal heroes who uh was like this like big like scientist lady and shit like that and she was supposed to die and uh he was like no i can save everyone the humanity will advance beyond their their dreams if i just do this and he can't because if he does that, time will get fucky. Because, like, you know, it's a big thing. Like, that that whole everyone dying on Mars thing is, like, one of those, like, national tragedies and shit. It's like if you go so, back in time and remove 9-11, shit's gonna be different nowadays. So it's like a reverse butterfly effect. Kinda. So, Doctor Who, like, Doctor Who can't stop Hitler from rising to power. No, he can't. But could he like, like there's actually an episode where he wants to kill Hitler, but they can't kill Hitler because it would fuck everything up. Right. OK, so you can't kill Hitler because then he wouldn't rise to power. But could you and, like on on whatever day he gives his like most famous speech? Could you just like give him expired meat for his breakfast and give him the shits all day? Because uh, you're not killing Hitler. 
So you're not True. altering the timeline too much, but, but you are giving is... him violent, explosive diarrhea. If it's on one of his favorite speeches, it probably won't work because that is another like big turning point in history is Hitler's speeches. But any like normal any day. political person's speeches. Yeah. If you just any like, normal day you can you Hitler. can give Hitler food poisoning. Yeah, as long as he doesn't die or get like horribly like disfigured or damaged from it, fuck it. Like I, I think they actually beat him up in that episode i think they knock him out because okay. someone's trying to kill him and they yeah that episode was weird because uh someone's trying to kill adolf hitler and the doctor's like oh we can't let that happen time will get fucky wucky if that happens so the entire episode they're trying to stop assassination attempts on hitler and it's just right. like oh that's okay that that just feels gross it does but they do beat him up at the end of it so it's okay they redeemed themselves a bit so the time travel rules are fucked. <laughs> Although they, it's weird. What's the point of time travel if you can't? So wait. So you can't change fixed points in time. So but you, you can't, can't change do anything any to point. Hitler. Nope. So wait. So if there was like a homeless child that dies very young and doesn't really do anything historically significant as as a time lord as a time lord you could just beat him up in a back alley and face (laughs) no repercussions yeah because he he nothing that happened to that kid would change anything in history so it's only for the historical relevant for example at one point in the eccleston era uh his companion rose was like oh we can use this machine to save my dad his her dad is like a big deal. Jared, don't like dance around the a... question. Yes or no? The what? timeline, the 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 time travel rules in Doctor Who yeah, make it so that a, a they, ma- they make it so okay. that it is it is uh, imperative that you don't give Hitler explosive diarrhea, but you can yeah. brutally beat a homeless child. Yeah, because like they have no historical relevance, and people say that it. Pe- do people think that Doctor Who has, like, do they regard it, like, up there with Back to the Future in terms of, like, the time travel logic? No, I don't think so. No one really focuses on that. There's a reason it's mostly aliens these days. The time travel stuff is always fucked, but it's there. And it's part of the whole appeal See, to it. But they don't really, like, <sighs> think about it. Like, That's most why of the time, I can never get into Doctor is- Who. Uh, it get it gets worse because there's that one. Point, I can't get uh, behind. I can't get behind uh, a time like I can't get behind a set of 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 rules of physics that uh, that side disproportionately with fascists. Well, yeah, no, I, eh. <laughs> it's weird. Time uh, travel it just depends on the fascist, in Doctor I Who guess. is just an extension of the bourgeoisie. <laughs> I mean it makes sense on paper. You can't you can't change any historical event. Like Why? even in the Rosa Park episode. Well because it's 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 important for the development of of humans. So it's really important that Hitler doesn't have explosive diarrhea. Yes, cuz he's got to so, make his big speech. Yeah. So does Doctor Who have moments where he has to tell someone during the holocaust no see i can't i can't bust you out of here because like and i can't free your family because like oh like 
if this doesn't happen, then like I'm going to be inconvenienced. Well, it's not inconvenience. What happens is if uh, if you ruin a fixed point in time is that these alien timekeeper thingies uh, appear and uh, their whole thing is that they destroy the entire universe because it's not correct anymore. Okay, so so so, they, so, so, so doctor, does he does he tell that to people every time? Yeah, he's like, hey, we can't do that or else the universe will actually die. Do you think they actually buy that? Well, I mean, it happened because if There's it was a, well, no, no, do you, like if you were just a person that existed and and someone who has the powers of time and space uh, demonstrated those powers to you and took you along on an adventure. And then you said, hey, you know, there's a certain German leader that <laughs> that uh, everyone agrees is awful. Like you have full permission to to take him out. Like no one will stop you. And yeah, then no, uh, and then his response is, oh, see, I would. But like there's a race of aliens that care a lot about the Holocaust happening. <laughs> when you put it like that, would you no, no, would you buy that for a second? Well, that's the thing. It actually happened. That, right, what you were right, describing right, is but, an actual episode episode that happened. Except now with Hitler, oh, the, it's someone the, trying the to save their happening. Dead. I thought you were talking yeah. about the aliens thing. No, the, both. Like, the entire episode is that uh, one of his companions tries to save their dead dad before he dies, and then it just fucks everything up. It creates an entire timeline that is then destroying and like itself and all this other crap. And doctors like we have to go back in time and kill your dad. See, that's <laughs> why I don't respect linear time travel. <laughs> that's why I prefer the the branching timelines um, school of thought when it comes yeah. to time travel. It's nice. Branching timelines just makes more sense. Uh, Doctor Who episodes are always good when it's mostly just alien shit and they don't really do the time travel too much i don't know if if the rules of your of your uh fictional universe's physics make sense as long as you don't consider them um i mean you gotta question the the quality well i mean that's the thing that with time travel stuff it's like if you look at it you're gonna find so many flaws with it i guess it's like even in uh in Endgame, which had like a really good wave to do time travel, they still had weird rules at the end where it's like, oh, so does it work the other way or not? Or did he just like decide to go back to the present? Oh, um, old cap. Yeah, because like I yeah, I it's will weird. agree that they didn't handle that particularly well. Like that shouldn't like at the end of your time travel movie, once you've explained, especially if you have explicitly explained the rules, you should, it should the ending, like, it, it shouldn't be left up to debate how, yeah. how the ending worked. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, the Russos, I guess they said in an interview recently that he was in a branching timeline and then he just returned, which is what I had assumed. But here's the thing with that kind of shit, because this always bothers me when Disney, because it's always Disney that does this, is they don't explain in their movies, like, the controversial, like, bizarre take that they do at the end that, like, changes the rules of the universe. They just oh, go about yeah, and be I like, talk oh, about we'll just something. talk about it in the interview. I that reminds that. me. 
Okay, this is a this is officially a. Oh, by the way, Adam Driver. I forgot about this completely. Um, he says the N word. Yeah. So okay. Um, <laughs> listeners, uh, just look up the clip because I I won't like. I won't like read out what he says or anything, but he, um, he. I guess there's a scene where like the the protagonist. Um, who happens to be black is like driving away from, I guess like a racist family or whatever. And Adam driver is like shooting at him and he's like, get out of here. Yeah, and then he like, he screams the N-word. basically calls him like a dirty N word and like hard R and everything. And like, I don't know, like the acting is just too good. Adam driver was, this was just them trying to pick him up for the set. <laughs> <laughs> for rehearsal <laughs> Adam that was great alright let's just get one more for safety he's like what get the fuck out of my home <laughs> Adam that again. <laughs> Adam that take was incredible he's like take take what are you taking what, from are we me film- what are we filming a movie or something <laughs> <laughs> what are we some kind of movie squad what are, what are we some kind of black k- clansman the real black k- k- clansman was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, WandaVision. This is officially a WandaVision segment now that we got the oh, Adam yeah. Driver thing out of the way. So, so cataracts. You were talking about like Oh yeah, something about how like Disney doesn't explain stuff very well in their movies. Yeah. They uh, like with fucking Star- the last Star Wars movie they made, the uh Return of Skywalker or whatever the fuck they called it. Rise of Skywalker. Uh like the entire movie has so many parts in it that they just like in an interview is like, yeah, this is what happened. This is why this happens. Like if you need to do that in order for your movie to make sense and be good, it's not a good movie. Oh yeah. I like what we're about to do how... on this podcast is, is basically what Disney's trying to do. They're just rewriting their movie without like actually filming the rewrites. Yeah. No, Nando B Nando V movies did a pretty good rewrite of um Rise of Skywalker that I just finished watching the other day. It was Ooh, send me it was that. pretty good. Yeah, it actually like utilizes the characters well. And it has um like a big like stormtrooper uprising within the first order. And it treats Finn like it seemed like they intended. Um where he's oh, like he's... the one stormtrooper that managed to get out and all of the other stormtroopers are like they they treat him as like a legend because yeah. it's like the word spreads and anyway it's a it's a really good rewrite i'll link it in the description and i'll send it to you later but um please do yeah so when you were talking about how disney doesn't explain stuff um or like leave stuff ambiguous um that made me think of WandaVision and it's, it's not like a problem with Disney not explaining stuff. Uh, cause it's a weekly show. Everything is unfolding in real time. Yeah. But I mean, we've, we've talked, we've been talking about this for weeks now about how, you know, stuff is, uh, you know, it, the, the WandaVision is like partially a mystery story. Yeah, where you're constantly guessing, like, oh, you're you're constantly wondering what's going to happen next, and there's so many people that are like, every week they're like, oh, oh, if you uh, if you look at <laughs> Mephisto, 
If you look at frame number 1,947, there's a, there's a child riding a scooter and the scooter has a red paint job. And that, uh, that means that it's (laughs) Mephisto. My favorite one is, uh, all of the times people saw like parts of the costume that weren't filled in correctly. And they were immediately like, oh my God, this is big news. It must mean something. And it's like, yeah, it means that they they didn't think about painting his forearm when it was wearing a a sleeved shirt. Yeah. It's almost Uh, like that's impossible to do without it looking terrible. So, Jared, we are recording this at 8.17 p.m. on Wednesday, March 3rd. Uh, this yes. Friday, March 5th, is going to be the last episode of WandaVision. I'm so excited. let's get this out now. What are your predictions for uh, fake Pietro? What is he going to end up being? Just a like a familiar, uh, like a construct, I guess. Yeah, see, that's what I'm thinking. I, I think it's going to be that uh, Pietro, fake Pietro, is just either a guy or just a, like a golem that Agnes like constructed and is using to sort of um, get information out of Wanda. Yeah. Hold on. I'll be back in a second. Someone's screaming. The hell are you screaming about? Just Google it. My brother's playing video games. Damn. That's what the screaming was. (laughs) So, Anyway, um, I was saying that uh, I vehemently disagree with all the people that are insisting that Evan Peters, uh, his his, uh, version of Pietro, has to be the X-Men, the the, the Fox version of Quicksilver, Peter Maximoff. Yeah, I don't think it is either. It doesn't make sense in the plot. I mean, I know that they're doing like multiverse stuff, but not that kind of multiverse also, I think the multiverse stuff is going to come into play at the end. I think it's going to be some like big magic fight, and then all of a sudden, like ah, oh no, too much juice, and then it's going to like ah, oh, the multiverse, and then that's where you know Doctor Strange's movie comes in. Yeah, I see. I don't know. I, I like even if they are doing multiverse stuff. With like, oh, you know, the 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 Fox universe is all connected and everything, which I sincerely doubt. I think if like there's some, you know, reason to believe that they're gonna do Spider Verse stuff, like bringing in uh Sam Raimi, uh, like his, uh, you know, Spider Man universe, like in the uh, Andrew Garfield Spider Man, like there's some reason to believe that because it it makes sense. They there's you know, precedent for like spider verse stuff. And those are like the Raimi movies are generally regarded as good. The, the amazing Spider-Man movies are inoffensive enough, but the Fox universe is just so convoluted and messy and insane that I, as a writer, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to have to deal with all that baggage. Yeah. When the, when the best movie you've had is the both the Deadpool movies and that's yeah. all out of your like 20 movie catalog. Yeah. My prediction is honestly the, the multiverse stuff that they're going to do. I think it's just going to be like Elseworld kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I just genuinely think if they do fucking the multiverse shit, it's just gonna, 
it's just gonna be like, oh, the portal's open, and then to be continued in Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, and it's gonna be like different, not just different versions of Earth, but also like the dark dimension and stuff like that. Like we saw in Doctor Strange, like when Doctor Strange was like getting his mind expanded uh, before he like was, you know, properly studying. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Like th- that kind of alternate universe is not like Evan Peters as Quicksilver. Yeah. Um, But yet a lot of like I know Super Carlin Brothers, they uh, did a video where they mentioned like, oh, yeah, if Evan Peters isn't the Fox Quicksilver, it's going to be a massive disappointment. And I've seen people, you know, agreeing with that uh, sentiment. And I mean, he was the only good thing in the X-Men movies besides Hugh Jackman and Magneto. He was pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, if you're going to bring in anyone, it's going to be either him or Hugh Jackman, and Hugh Jackman is out. Yeah, no, he's like, ah, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hear he's open to it, but I mean, they ended the character pretty well with Logan, and there's so far not a good reason to bring him back and bring him in, but. Anyway, that's beside the point. So in all honesty, it looks like it's not going to be Fox Pietro and like, it's just going to, it's just going to be a random guy. Now, I think that it's not just a random guy. Cause like, you know how Wanda has like, she made those kids and made vision and shit. Yeah. What if she just did that? What if fucking uh, Agatha just like, Oh, I made a person too. No, I don't think so, because if you remember back to episode eight, Agatha talks about how, like, she she has, like, a Luke Skywalker, I've never seen this kind of raw power before kind of moment. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And she's like, you have the power of, of spontaneous creation. So it looks like creating, like, you know, proper life okay, is yeah, something like- that only the Scarlet Witch is capable of because she has, like, chaos magic or whatever. Now, creating, like, a golem, like, an empty vessel of a body. That's what I'm to To do your, yeah, like, her eyes and ears. Yeah, I don't think it's an actual, like, person. I think it's a fucking yeah. flesh construct. Yeah, that's something that she can do as just yeah. a normal person that learned magic. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I was trying to say. Well, yeah, no, Wonder Vision. I can't wait to see yeah. uh, White Vision fight uh, oh, yeah. other Vision. Yeah, but I was going to say, though, <laughs> so it looks like if if I'm right, um, which I could be wrong, uh, it has happened before. I just can't remember when. Uh, it looks like Pietro is just going to be like not X-Men Pietro. Yeah. Right. So let's just say that's the case. Now, what if they had just cast a regular, like, just a nobody? Because um, I, it wouldn't make sense to bring back Aaron Taylor Johnson because, you know, you'd have to, like, resurrect his body for it to make sense. Which she was, she could do. She just didn't want to go to Germany to do it. It was Sokovia. Oh. Where he, where he died. Close but, enough. It's a yeah, word it's I just, still just, can't pronounce, so it's close <laughs> enough. <laughs> but yeah, so, like, it um wouldn't make sense, like, for his body to be resurrected and how are you going to get like someone that looks exactly like him? You know, especially if you're going off of like third hand information about what he looks like. So, I mean, if not Evan Peters, it's just going to be some guy. Now let's just say that they had some guy playing the role of, of fake Pietro. Would it be as cool to see it on screen? 
Exactly. Everyone would be complaining because it's like, oh, the hell is this guy? I don't have any connection with him. Oh, they should yeah. have cast Evan Peters because that would be a cool nod to the X-Men movies. Yeah, that's that's exactly what the they say. The exact people that are complaining now would be complaining if it was like the opposite case. It reminds me of Star Wars fans. Yeah. Or, or some Spider-Man, Spider-Man fans. fans. A lot of them. Oh my god, I've never seen so many people hate the character they say they love. Oh yeah. It's like, don't fuck with us Spider-Man fans. We hate Spider-Man. Don't don't fuck with us Evan Peters fans. We hate Evan Peters. No, Evan Peters fans are actually very dedicated. They're stands. Evan Evan Peter Stan. Anyone that any Peter Stan sounds like a country we probably invaded at some point. True. Anyone that likes American Horror Story, which is a show that he has been on for a while. Oh, he was Tate, um, right? He was he was in, like in every season, I think. But um, yeah, everyone that likes American Horror Story fucking loves American Horror Story. Yeah, well, my uh, my sister got into it and she fucking oh. Anyone that wears like a sweatshirt it, that but... says "Normal people scare me" should scare you. <laughs> that oh, that is someone that going through laugh. a mental health crisis. <laughs> so so mean. Oh, <laughs> I want more of this. Let's just let's no. But let's while roast we're on the every popular thi- show, while we're on the topic of things that piss uh that piss us off, I'm getting so sick and tired. You know what grinds like, my gears? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good pun for what I'm about to say. You remember how uh, Paul Bettany? That's the name of the guy that plays Vision, right? Yeah. Also the guy yeah. from A Knight's Tale. Not the oh, main yeah, guy, but the right. other guy. He was so good in that movie. I, I love Paul Bettany. He's such a Fuck, darling. I never, I never drew the connection. Anyways. Uh, Got to see his ass in that movie. Oh my That's god. That's something Alex. if you ever want to, if you want to see Vision's ass, watch a Knight's Tale. Uh even if you don't watch a Knight's Tale, it's such a good movie. Yeah. But um uh so you remember how he had that interview where he uh he was talking oh, about Oh, the how one he where he was gonna... talking about how like, oh, I'm gonna get to work with an actor that I've been wanting to work with for a long time. Yeah, and it like you've seen the episode now, so you obviously know that the actor he was referring to was himself. Well, that's what it like, seems. Okay, but that's the thing, though. The way he chalked this person up, though, it is sar- deadpan sarcasm 101. Oh, yeah. He's like, I- this guy is an amazing actor. People are going to love it. I've always wanted to work with him. We have such amazing chemistry. And the guy's himself. Yeah. See, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, I wonder who it is. Is it going to be you know who whoever is gonna be like benedict cumberbatch or something which maybe i don't i don't think he's directly worked with him yet um but yeah once it was pointed out to me they're like oh yeah he's definitely talking about himself like it really makes sense like that's a that's a very actor thing to do there are people who are like fighting with people online saying that no 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 he's clearly referring to the next twist character that's going He's to referring show up to Mephisto. Next... Yeah, people still think this character is going to show up. We are one episode away from the end. Like that that's the last episode, folks. He's not showing up unless it's like 
at the very end, the the fucking like final like oh this, this he came out of the multiverse. This is the big yeah. bad of the season. That that Every, there's no way. Disney never promised Mephisto. They never mentioned him at all. And everyone but just everyone. Everyone keeps saying like, oh, this is going to be the episode where Mephisto makes his grand entrance. No, it's not. All the magic shit was already revealed to have been uh, Agatha Harkness. So what evidence is there for Mephisto to show up? See, I I still think that there's a small chance that they name drop Mephisto. I don't think they're even going to do that. I at the like at the very most what they will do with it is um because you know there's agatha's rabbit uh senior scratchy yeah i think that's just a fucking like monster thing i don't think that's gonna Probably. be anything beyond that's like the cat from captain marvel but um i believe this was um and mentioned in the uh, super carlin brothers video that they did about white vision but um uh, it's possible that agatha is trying to you know get wanda to unlock more of her powers so she can like harness that to bring back ralph who you know she keeps talking about maybe that's not just like a sitcom trope thing like maybe she did actually marry a guy or have some kind of relationship with a guy and he's either you know he was either killed or he got transfigured into a rabbit And she wants to bring him back. And like the most that they will like, if they do anything with Mephisto, they'll be like, oh yeah, I want to bring back my husband uh, Mephisto, but he's not going to be like the devil. He's going to be like a guy that was just really into dark magic. If they do that at all. That's the thing though. Like I see a lot of people still going on with like, ah, like Agatha's like her plans unfolding and stuff like that. And Really, uh, with how she was in the last time we saw her, I don't think her plan's unfolding at all. I think she thinks she's way over her head. Because her reaction to, to finding out all about Wanda... Well, it's still really unclear like, what uh, her plan is. Well, yeah, but like, I just want to point out though, that her, like, her reaction to, like, Wanda, you're the Scarlet Witch, is more like a... It's less like a, aha, finally, after all this time. Yeah, it's she, more of a, oh, shit! Holy fuck! Yeah, this she is a definitely bad thing. did not know what she was getting herself into. Cause yeah. she, well, she was expecting like a skilled magic user. She was and expecting she got, someone like, like a Doctor Strange Jesus. type. Yeah, she was expecting like a Doctor Strange type who got like her who 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 spent years studying magic. Yeah. When really she got a Harry Potter type who's just immediately good at everything and doesn't need to study. Yeah. <laughs> when you put it like that. Oh, man. I tell you, though, I, I there's this thing. I was watching Mr. Sunday movies. Great channel. Th- this is a theory that's still existing, and that's that Hayward is Ultron. Oh, and you know, I don't, I, I'm I don't starting to understand. love that theory. Not because I think it's true, but just because I love that there's people out there that I love their dedication. I just like <laughs> when I see people like unironically theorizing, which granted, I don't see a lot of people doing this. But when I see people unironically theorizing that Hayward is Ultron, I just it, it feels adorable. 
like clearly Ultron's like, coming back, guys. It's like watching a toddler solve a mystery. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it sure is something else. Yeah, no, I just the theories that people are coming up with still is just some of them are just so fucking stupid. I'm I don't even feel bad for saying that because it's it's not creative theories like you get usually with shows. It's yeah. all theories like Mephisto is actually this bug. It's is, like like other shows I've watched had theories where it's like, oh, this is going to happen. There's going to be this awesome like twist and stuff. And like, oh, they're going to do this. And it's like, it, is basically Hayward what I'm trying Mephisto? to say. <laughs> what I'm trying <laughs> is, to is say Hayward is. Is Hayward Ultron and is Ultron Mephisto? What I'm trying to say is with other shows that I have seen that I've taken like the whole like every week they'll release an episode. There's been more speculation beyond, is this generic thing Mephisto? And there's also been more, you know, more people, less people actually, you know, less people speculating over these different theories. This, WandaVision has one of the biggest fan bases out of all the shows I've seen, including Mandalorian. And rightfully so. Somehow Mandalorian had more theories about what they were going to do with it. What do you mean? Like there were more pe- there were more people like speculating on like what's going to happen in Mandalorian, like especially at the last episode for the last second season. For the second season, I don't know why. I well, said I guess last I'd so say there's times. more unique theories about Mandalorian. But well, that's the thing about Wanda, it's like there's a lot of people th- talking about WandaVision and theorizing. Uh, but almost all the none of them are, are correct. The same. Like yeah. that's the thing, though. All the theories are the same. It yeah, is that's why I say people. Mandalorian has more unique theories. Yeah, and that's the thing. It just feels weird though, because it's like you'd think that there'd be like more unique shit with the show about magic and timeline, not timelines, and uh, an alternate universe shit and stuff like that. Than just oh yeah Satan. It's like yeah, I don't know. It's disheartening, in a way. Yeah, it's like with the whole fake Pietro thing, where everyone's, or at least a lot of people are like, oh, it has to be, it has to be Fox, uh, X Men Pietro or Peter. It, it just has to be, and like when you really press them on it, it's like, like the like the strongest evidence that they give is like, come on, it would be really cool. Yeah. Like that's the thing too. It's like with other theories and like the Mandalorian stuff, like even the most stupid one still had at least some evidence to back it up. Is Boba Fett Mephisto? Oh my God. No, but that's the thing. There were people, uh, like when uh season two was announced and they had said they had Tamara Morrison on it. There were people like making theories over, over, uh, if Boba Fett was going to be in the show, if it was going to be like uh, Captain Rex or another clone trooper or something. And they all had like fairly Captain decent evidence cool. to support it. Yeah, that'd be kind of neat. Be Did weird you see to have... that they um, retconned Captain Rex into Return of the Jedi? Yeah, that was ooh, that was a while ago. Yeah, he's the uh, yeah. he's the old guy on Endor. The uh, you, you, you see know, the him one for like guy. two seconds. The one guy that vaguely looks like he could be captain rex yeah if you squint and look at him from far away enough i love that though because they literally just put captain rex a main character of star wars in one of the biggest conflicts as just a foot soldier (laughs) it's like 
don't know. It's just so funny to me. Because <laughs> like, yeah, some people scene... don't. Some people just don't have to be main characters. Yeah, it's just so funny to me. Like though, the, the, the mouse scene... droid that scuttles across the floor on the Death Star doesn't have to be the protagonist of. Oh, something. you mean Unit J three two four one, the mouse droid that stole the Death Star plans? I, I'm like. 90% sure that you're kidding but there's 10% of me that knows that you're probably like even if you're not doing it on purpose you're definitely I'm referencing right. some expanded universe material yeah there's a story on everything like the robot Star Wars that blew a gasket in the first 15 minutes of uh, A New Hope yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's a force sensitive. sensitive robot <laughs> Yeah, that's that's canon too, and that's our obligatory that Star Wars moment. No, it gets even worse. You know the guy that you see for like two seconds in Cloud City that's holding an ice cream machine when like they're when the alarms a, are going a off. What? Uh, an ice cream making machine. It's an old like eighties thing. You wouldn't get it. Uh, yeah, well, I know. <laughs> it, I imagine it's a machine that makes ice cream. I think well, yeah, they have no. them now. Yeah. I mean, what is an ice cream maker doing on Cloud City? Well, glad you asked. There's a two-book novel series about this guy and how he stole the power cord at Cloud City. Of course. (laughs) Of of course. (laughs) I love it. So stupid. That man did the greatest thing ever. He, he 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 uh he did it so the empire couldn't like fuck them up and it was like this important device it wasn't like the power cord of cloud city but it was like this extremely important device and he just like just left with it and it's like well, he's a war hero now and it's just it's just the guy with the ice way cream to go machine. guy that held a prop on set <laughs> it's so good imagine if jeans guy existed before they could just cgi him out oh did they cgi him out i think so bastards no they should have made it more prominent that's what they Bigger. would have done if it was uh an original trilogy thing but well, they should have done uh, you can have a jerry's moment about it i gotta go uh fuel my drinking problem uh drinking water that is i gotta hydrate all right you enjoy hyd- problem. Go. all right no but imagine that though viewers <laughs> Imagine that viewers is like instead of them just CGIing out the guy, they just make him bigger. So he's like filling up the whole thing. Like it cuts back to them shooting, and you just see this giant hand. <laughs> Anyways, while we're here, that's empty. While we're here, uh, I just want to tell you all about the time I ate a glue stick. I didn't. This was a lie. You've been lulled into a false sense of whatever. Fuck you. Point is, uh, you ever think about toilet paper math? Like, you go to the fucking store. There's like a hundred different like toilet paper brands all over the walls. And they got shit like like one equals 64, 10 equals 132. And it's like, imagine that, but it's money instead. The world would not work at all. 
you'd go to buy something and it's like that'll be two dollars and then you hand them like two sacks of pennies and that would somehow you know make sense because you know what the what what ultra shot uh, ultra soft charman says uh one equals a thousand twenty two Toilet paper pisses me off, viewers, because I don't understand the math. I don't think we were I'm supposed so to, to understand the math. What? I'm back. Hello. I was just saying I'm scared to find out what you have been talking about. Oh, it wasn't anything too cursed. It was a rant uh, about something. Well, I guess I'll anyway, find out later. You will. All right. You want to move into the uh, main topic of the of the show? The main course, yes. So, so viewers, I po- uh, stated a thing a little a little a couple weeks ago that what we should do is do what we did with Ben Ten, but for Spider Man Three, and we're going to make a Spider Man movie. That utter chaos! Garbage. It's going to be utter chaos. <laughs> no, that's the thing. I want to fix it. Because I, I, I have a vision. Oh, I took a lot be of notes. Better. I took no notes. As you have seen yourself, I need not notes as I can retell the entirety of Spider-Man 3 from memory. More or less, yeah. But uh, so yeah, do you want to start off our little retrospective slash rewrite uh, with a quick summary of the movie? Yeah, so basically what happens in the movie is uh, like the first shot of the movie is like Mary Jane Peter on a web in a park and they see a a meteorite shoot down that meteorite is venom this is how venom's introduced into spider-man 3 and i just like to say i believe that's after the scene at the uh at the the playhouse where mj is performing yeah um, so this is on broadway and i just want to say um i'm gonna delve more into the criticisms of the movie later on in the next you know part Yes. But uh she's not bad. No, Alex. She's pretty she's terrible. She's pretty good. No, she has to be terrible. Okay, but like I don't know. I don't know what Kirsten Dunst's voice it's... sounds like. I don't know what her singing voice sounds like. Um, but it sounds like they dubbed her over for the movie. That's what it sounds they like to me. Have. It could be her singing voice. Some people sound very different when they sing. But it seems like they dubbed her over. They dubbed over her voice to make her sound better. Now, why would they do that if they want to uh, later in the movie portray the idea that she's just a washed up failed actress that uh, that gets replaced nearly immediately? Because they don't want Kirsten Dunst, Dunst to like feel bad. They Maybe. Don't that, I don't like, know. Then why don't it's they probably an image thing? It's like why Tom Cruise has to wear stilts all the time. Maybe, but why didn't they dub her over to sound like worse? Oh, well, that's a good point. But again, it's her face making the sounds. So it's like, I don't want to be associated with that. Maybe. Just, just, I don't know. Just, but make, just make me sound good, but we'll say I sound bad. If that's the case, then just have her acting be bad. I don't know. Like, do something to justify why they would want to let her go. Yeah. Because as it is, it's like they show her singing beautifully and then and then everyone's booing. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. 
just uh, anyway, get on with the summary before I blow a gasket. So yeah, Peter gets on his little moped and he moves out, and then Venom like slumps onto that. And now I'm my mind's a little fuzzy on this part again. It always be honest. Happens. Did you watch the movie? I watched a bit of it. You watched I didn't a bit watch of the it. Beginning. I just watched the uh, just the parts that mattered. You gotta watch the whole thing to get the whole horrible experience, so we can I know, I just, so we can fix it. It's okay. I watched the whole thing. My memory, though, still. I can speak me to the pacing. Correct. It's very I bad. I can't remember. Does it? Does it go like he gets on the moped, then he goes to Aunt May's house and she gives him the ring, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it. So the movie opens. I believe. Uh, I'm not very good at. Uh, I'm not very good at retelling the plot of movies. Uh, to be clear, but the way that I remember it, uh, we open at at the uh at the, the theater and, oh, yeah. isn't uh, harry like harry scowling the whole time yeah, yeah harry's like obsessed with peter because he knows that he's spider-man spoiler alert so spider-man too <laughs> yeah uh spoiler alert for the 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 previous movie but um yeah as peter's walking <laughs> out harry meets up with them and um and he's like you killed I'm my dad kill you, peter <laughs> and and peter's like come on come at on. this point he has not said on screen harry osborne i did not kill your father he waits until much later in the movie after I, he I throws a grenade at him he said he doesn't even tell him anything i don't think he mentions i didn't kill him this is actually pretty uh, soon after but yeah so then after the whole harry osborne like harry osborne like just you know he limos off and then peter and mj meet up in the park and they're on the big uh inconspicuous web, web that uh they could totally explain if someone found them there. like oh yeah i just found this web here crazy how Spider-Man just <laughs> left this hammock-sized web for us. I, I don't know. Isn't his excuse half the time just Spider-Man's my friend. This is what we do. He's not here right now. I can't now, reveal my identity as Spider-Man or else my loved ones will get hurt. So I should just say that I and all of my loved ones uh just no closely associate with him. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, god damn it. But anyway, so they're in the park. Uh, as they're leaving the venom asteroid shoots out of space which i will address later i don't like that at all yeah lashes itself onto peter's scooter and then i believe after that we get the scene with uh aunt uh, may where she gives peter her uh, her old wedding ring her engagement yep. ring yeah and, like, and uh, uncle ben give this to me you give it to that red-haired girl you like now people complain about that scene. I actually don't mind it. I think it's very nice. I I love seeing Peter and Aunt May interact. I think it's one of the strongest parts of the movie. People didn't like it. What the fuck were people complaining about? Out of all the things in the movie, that's well, one of the things they criticized. Some people think it's like long and drawn out. I disagree. What? The whole movie is long and drawn out. Oh Are yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? But anyway. Uh, so the first time the movie starts, it's at the playhouse. Second time the movie starts, it's when we get Venom, and then the third time it starts, uh, the, this movie starts many times. But anyway, yeah, yeah. After Peter leaves, um, 
after Peter leaves Anna's goblin. apartment. Yep. New Goblin shows up. Surprise, it's I, Harry Osborn. I just like to say. And then they have I, the fight. And in the middle of the fight, after being smashed into a wall and probably realizing, damn, I let this go on longer than I should. Peter says, finally, I didn't kill your father. He was trying to kill me. And then he killed himself uh, a little too late, bud. But anyway, yeah, as they have Harry that fight. rips out a wall. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, once you're to the point where you're being thrown into a brick wall <laughs> and you leave a dent, I feel like you got to think to yourself, you maybe I should have said something earlier. <laughs> no, I love that scene, though. Uh, a, because the new Goblin outfit, I understand what they're going for. But oh my god, that is kind of the worst outfit. And I will address it. Uh, I'll, I'll address the whole new Goblin situation once we get into the uh, criticisms. Yeah, but uh, my favorite part, though, is how they end that scene is Spider-Man tricks Harry into going down a very narrow alleyway and then crows lines him and he gets amnesia because he hits his head on literally every fucking piece of New York City they could think of. You know, if I'm being honest, <laughs> I really question whether he really had amnesia. No, I think he did, because like. How else are they going to get rid of him for most of the movie? There's like, oh, he's biting right. his time. The guy that is a super soldier with explosive devices and shit. See, I don't know. But Harry also Osborn stupid, is a very complicated thing. like individual in these movies, I feel like. Because like him and Norman have like obvious symptoms of like borderline personality disorder. And no yeah. one's willing to talk about it. Instead, they'll just get they'll just stab him out of the way. And it's just it's all it's just always chalked up to like, oh, they're crazy because of the goblin juice. <laughs> the goblin juice. The green. Now, maybe shit. there's a family history of mental illness that just hasn't been addressed. Or it's the goblin juice. It's probably the juice. Not that. Not the other thing. Nah, this is what you get for putting that green shit inside you. Remember, kids. Don't eat those damn vegetables. They'll make <laughs> eat you your crazy. green vegetables. Eat, Shit, eat not the, the green orange ones. One. Eat the orange ones instead. <laughs> Only carrots. But anyway, after the whole fight with New Goblin, yeah, uh, I he, believe uh, that's when we get Sandman introduced or Flint Marco. Yeah, so Flint Marco is introduced, and uh, basically, it's he him escaping, visiting his dying daughter, his wife being like get the fuck out, you're a murderer. And he's like, oh, okay. Leaves, and then he, he encounters what has to be the most cruel and malicious scientists ever. They have designed a device that changes the molecular structure of things into sand, and they think, there's a bird in there. Oh, well, just vaporize it. Why should we care? Yeah. It's just like... What the fuck, man? <laughs> a, that's a bad thing, because most... I, I'm not a scientist. I'm not like Green Goblin. I'm not something of a scientist myself. I'm I'm just a guy that fucking plays video games. You know, but honestly, <laughs> I really want someone to answer the question, what were they trying to do? What was the experiment that they were trying to do? I believe it was like molecular structures and turning it into like fucking sand because that's what happens to him. It's just a weird Why? thing they're working on. Don't we have enough sand? 
Yeah, we do, but at the same time, it's probably some stupid military thing. Remember, we spent $1.3 trillion on a stealth jet that doesn't work. You know what? Good point. <laughs> but anyway, so they just think, oh, it's probably a bird. Let's just fucking vaporize it. Which, if I was a scientist, A, that's contaminating a sterile environment? Or what is supposed to be sterile? I don't know. Sand's probably made of dead kids that they vaporize, too. Because, you know, these guys, oh, it's just a small bird. Let's just destroy it. Clearly the size of a man also. You know what else I want answered? Yeah? How many birds did these sadistic fucks kill (laughs) up to this point? Because they're obviously used to it. And, like, they keep running tests, so it seems like their experiments aren't going as planned. I wonder if the pile of pigeon carcasses have something to do with it. Yeah, maybe. So anyways, they turn this motherfucker into Sandman, which has some, like, pretty decent early CGI work. Oh, yeah, they poured the whole budget into that scene. Yeah. (laughs) You can tell because later on when he turns into Big Sandman, it's not as cool looking. Yeah, yeah, uh, (laughs) every other other time that we see Sandman, it's like like the difference between a cutscene and gameplay footage. Yeah, it is so weird. <laughs> but yeah, so Sandman, he's like, he, he he comes back, he's made of sand, he's like, I uh, my daughter. Also, that's another thing that's weird. His clothes got turned into that shit, but the... Yeah, little, not the locket. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I don't understand that. We'll raise sus- uh, suspension of disbelief for it, though, and just say that it, I guess, metal, I guess that's just not organic matter. <laughs> Maybe. I don't but, know. Uh, I, I don't want to think about it because I just... I don't want to hate this movie more than I do. Yeah. I mean, that's just something, though. It's just a suspension of disbelief. Things Like, yeah, it does, it's stupid and doesn't make sense when you think about it, but out of everything else in that movie, I'd rather have that be the only problem instead of everything else. Yeah. So after the Sandman scene, we get Harry in the hospital... Also, though, Sandman basically decides, though, that he's going to use his newfound powers to get his uh, daughter the money for her cancer treatments. Right. Uh, so then Harry's in the hospital with a concussion because, you know, he literally got hit by every piece of New York City they could think of. Do you think, though? And I just <laughs> thought of this. Man should be dead. I just thought of this. So Flint Marco... If he had been caught by the police and he was thrown back in jail after he had been experimented on and turned into sand, do you think he could like sue those scientists or whatever like board they're they're working through or their like oversight committee or whatever? Because that's obvious malpractice. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be like security footage of them saying, oh, it's probably just a bird without checking. (laughs) It's probably just a bird. Fuck it. Hit the button, vaporize a 300-pound man. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, birds aren't even real, so... I mean, why do, why do we care so much? No, my favorite thing, though, is one-and-a-half-pound bird equates to 300-pound man. They knew what they were doing. Those scientists just wanted to turn someone into sand. They were itching for their chance. See, we just... We ran out of uh, captive birds that we could turn into sand, and we were just so excited by the possibility that we could get a wild one that we never even <laughs> stopped to think that it could be a guy. 
So as soon as the you know, slightest bit of disturbance happen, we hit the fry, the fry button. Because you know there is precedence to be able to sue those scientists, like if if the same logic applies anyway. But historically, um, there was one case that I uh, just thought of that I remembered. Uh, Legal Eagle did a video on, and it was uh, pretty good. I I might link it if I remember, but. Basically, this guy had a house that he had inherited with his wife and um, they weren't living in it. They had to fix it up and um, they weren't, you know, sleeping there at night. They had put up signs, you know, no trespassing, all that, all that stuff. Oh, is this squatter shit? It's not squatter shit. It's uh, people like kids would go in and like mess with stuff and break shit. And there were uh, a couple guys. I think it it was like one or two guys. um, But uh, anyway it was at least one guy he had gone in and stolen a bunch of stuff. Um, he didn't take everything, but he took, you know, a lot of like, you know, heirlooms and stuff. And, um, the guy, you know, he tried going to the police, but they were like, did you try not getting your house robbed? What? They, the police were no help. Um, so the guy was like, fuck it. I guess I'll take it into my own hands if no one's going to, you know, take this seriously. So he set up a a, a trap um, in one of the rooms where he had a, a shotgun oh, set up. Oh, the jury-rigged shotgun, my favorite. Yep. So when the guy opens the door, uh, it like pulls a string. Out. Yep, it, it shot him, I believe, in the legs. Uh, so it wasn't lethal it wasn't set up to be lethal it was just set up to maim the guy um but yeah he you know he got arrested and everything and he had uh countersued for um like attempted murder or or something or like assault but basically you know countersuing for this guy setting up a shotgun to shoot him yeah as he's committing a crime right and it's that's legal. That's an actual thing you can that's, do too. Oh yeah, he he won. The criminal yeah. won. There's a reason in like uh gun safety classes, they say if you're using a gun for home defense, shoot to kill. It's cleaner uh on a legal standpoint and also you don't have to deal with, you know, the other guy having his own side of the story. Yeah. yeah that's now that's thing. why I say, like, you know, Sandman could sue. He he absolutely could and he'd probably win cuz he has evidence to prove it. Name a motherfucker whose hands turn to sand at will. Yeah. Probably all the fucking birds of New York from the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's why he got so big. He just he absorbed, absorbed the, the birds. birds. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we. this is how we're going to take on Spider-Man. <laughs> These pigeons. They're sand. But, uh... So where are we at? Oh, yeah, so... So uh, Harry... Harry's in the hospital. Yep. He's hurt. He's like... He, he has amnesia. He's, like, he's all friendly with them. He's like, hey, what's up, Pete? Yeah, oh, Peter man, and we MJ should go are visiting talk to him. my dad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't remember anything. I guess my dad died or something. And Peter, you can see on his face, he like oh, breathes shit. like a <laughs> sigh of, of, of relief. It's like, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to be like honest with him for a second. Now I can just <laughs> avoid everything. I will admit, Peter in the Sam Raimi films is kind of the worst human being oh, sometimes. Yeah. That's the first criticism that I wrote down. Peter in these movies is awful. 
he's, he's kind of like sometimes it's like endearing, but a lot of times it's just like fucking weird incel. There's like, just so many weird moments that he just, has that I oh that I want to just get into later and just just dive in, just dive headfirst into Peter Parker. But uh, so then Doc Ock shows up. Oh wait, wrong movie. Uh, so I I, I forget. Is this this next scene? That takes place after they're with Harry. I'm scrubbing that's through the, the timeline right now. So after Harry wakes up in the hospital, that's when you get uh, that's when you get Sandman like reassembling. That's when you get like the beautiful CGI. Yeah. So next scene. Oh God, it's the it scene this? with MJ when they're at the apartment. Oh, that's what it was. This isn't about you. It's about me. This motherfucker's like, I gotta go save the day. I'm sorry. Yeah, so like there's a building full of people that are gonna die if I don't step in. But That's right, uh, the I guess I good luck with moping about your bad review. Yeah. MJ is also kind of the worst. You know what? I, I feel that's like another thing. That's another thing that I want to get into each other just because of how terrible they are as human beings. You know what? Just like you know what? They deserve each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, but, um, no, so, yeah, they, there's the crane scene I forgot about. The the crane scene, is that the one with the Stan Lee cameo? Am I thinking of the other construction site uh, problem that Stan Lee shows up in? Um, I think Stan Lee might pull someone out of the way. Um, I know Stan Lee had a cameo earlier in the movie. I don't know if he get if he got a second one, but, um. I thought he did. His, I his might cameo in this. Man. If he only had one cameo, then it was at the beginning when he's like, "Huh, I guess I guess one person really can make a difference." When Peter's like, "Hey there, it's me, Peter Parker. I guess you could say things are going pretty all right." Yeah. <laughs> hey there, kids. It's me, Peter Parker. Your friendly neighborhood, you know, murderer. So anyway, okay, <laughs> yeah, so we get the crane scene where Peter's, you know, saving lives and, you know, that makes yeah. him selfish. Um, yeah. And that's when we get the introduction of possibly the worst character in this entire movie. Eddie Brock. Brock Jr. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, hi there, police captain, uh, Mr. Stacy. Oh, I'm I'm Eddie Brock. Oh, your daughter's up there hanging off of a building. By the way, I'm fucking her every night. Yeah, yeah, he's taking pictures the whole time, too. Well, to be fair, he is a photographer, and he won't shut up about it. Yeah, he's like that one kid in film class that has to constantly remind you that he's in film class. He, yeah, he's like... Like, he'll go online and he'll be like, I learned this from my film class, of which I am in... Which, of course, you know, do uh, independent study, learn, be a, uh, be be a lifelong learner. Just don't be a jackass about yeah. it. Yeah, don't be the guy that <laughs> takes a film class, going in with like basic knowledge on how to operate a camera, thinking that you already know everything. Yeah, don't be an Eddie Brock Jr. If you can't tell, we were both in a film class together. Alex, I'll beat you up for that. Anyways, so Peter saves the day and he meets what's like going a to be dick. Yeah, like the dick he is, he saves countless lives. 
And then we are introduced to the uh, another main villain for this movie. That's right. We have three. And that's the yep. first problem. You know what? If we're being <laughs> honest, I count Venom and Eddie Brock as two separate villains because Eddie Brock on his own is an asshole. Yeah. Okay, so fine. We'll say four villains. Cause, like, you know and I count what? Venom as You're Black kind of Suit right. Peter and Venom himself. Because yeah. Peter is really one of his own worst villains in this movie. Yeah, he is. He's yeah, always, so anyway. He always is. It's just this time around, it's Yep, it's we worse. get Eddie Brock in this scene, and he's like, Oh, hey, Spidey, I'm the guy that's taking your photos now. That loser Peter Parker, the, the, the guy that you definitely aren't, yeah, he's a fucking idiot and a dumbass. He doesn't know how to take photos. He doesn't know about lighting. By the way, you look like a fat ass. <laughs> that's word for word verbatim what he says in that scene believe it or not you know you know that comic where uh where uh uh doc ock takes over spider-man's body and he accidentally kills scorpion because he punches him oh, so no, hard his head I explodes <laughs> what if he did that <laughs> just blows his head off he doesn't even have to do that what if peter just what if spider-man just flicked him like harder than average <laughs> <laughs> okay what, what if, if peter just left punches, a welt on his cheekbone <laughs> what if just i don't know he's like hey peter parker he just grabs him by the cuff of his shirt just starts wailing on him <laughs> eddie brock just knocked out still getting beaten to death by spider-man oh <laughs> uh. Yeah, so that's our number one criticism. Eddie, uh, Peter should just beat Eddie to death. He should have just shot it. Just grabs the... What <laughs> if Captain Stacy just shot him? <laughs> I wish. Hey, Peter Parker. I wish he would. <laughs> just dead. It's like um in Indiana Jones. The, the oh, one... yeah. With the guy with the sword and he just shoots him and the walks away. The guy with away. the sword. It's just, I'm Edward oh. Brock Jr. I'm dating your daughter. <laughs> and then Captain the Stacy just. <laughs> Does it real cool like to like he's a fucking. Uh, Doesn't like even cowboy. look over. Doesn't even look at him. Just just he's still looking up. And he just pulls it out of his like jacket pocket and just, shoots. Him, just puts it just back. reaches over. Just bam. And just puts it away. Doesn't even look away. He's like, I hope Gwen's OK. I hope Gwen's okay. I hope she like gets better taste in men. <laughs> I hope Gwen's okay, both physically in this current situation and mentally with her romantic interests. After you know, that, I'm, I'm doing a her a service right now. <laughs> you know what? This is hell of a service. I'm not going to it. The joke is the funeral service. God. Uh, but anyways, so uh, after, after the crane that. scene. Uh, that's when we get Sandman robbing the armored convoy, right? Not quite. Um, that's when I'm we get scene. Uh, the, uh, the I guess the proper introduction for J. Jonah Jameson uh, in this movie, uh, like the first time we see him. And just what is... More Eddie Brock. Well, it opens... Uh, Eddie Brock does show up, unfortunately, but it... Uh, it's the rivalry between Peter and Eddie. It's... Uh, when the uh, guy that's played by Sam Raimi's brother, he's like slapping like words up on the board. Daily Bugle. It's hip. It's now. It's wow. And how. 
you know, that scene. And then and... J. Jonah grabs the man by the cuff of his shirt and throws him out the window. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> uh, you don't have to watch the movie because that's, uh, believe us, that's what happened. And we Jonah get the best, we get the, probably the, the best two and a half minutes in this movie or however, however long it takes when, uh, when um, uh, Betty Brant is like, you know, buzzing over the intercom. Sir, you got to take your medication. And he's like, uh, and he like picks up a bottle and she buzzes in and like shakes his desk. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's like, um, oh, this one. <laughs> nope. The other one. And then he's like, this one. She's like, yep. And he picks up, opens it and just goes all over. I know like objectively it's not that funny, but I don't know. I just lose it every time I see that scene. It's good. Any scene with J.K. Simmons is J. J. K. Simmons is that's, fucking amazing. I have uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine bullet points under what to change uh for my notes for the Give movie. Them more scenes. And then <laughs> one of the three bullet points that I have under what to keep is J.K. Simmons is perfect. I love him more more, please. More, more pictures of Spider-Man. Damn it! Now Jonah Jameson in those movies, in my opinion, is the pinnacle of how he should be portrayed in any, any kind of like medium they have him thrown into. Because he's just J.K. brings such a fucking like good energy for that. It's it, yeah, like it just, I can't even think of anyone that would like be able him. to replace him. Like when you read uh, the comic books, like even the old ones before they had before they did the oh, Sam Raimi movies, it's it's always J.K. Simmons. It's always yeah, him. The voice you hear when you read it, it's it's just J.K. Simmons because no one else can do that. Like you replace him, it's sacrilege, and I will kill you for it. It's a very specific thing. That's why they never had him in the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They just had like emails from him. Yeah, email, emails from JK sounds like a weird, like, side spinoff. <laughs> the JK files. No, no, no. Emails from JJ. There we go. I love it. Did oh, he voice J. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson in the uh, Spider-Man game? Hold on. I hope he did, but I have a feeling he didn't, and I'm going to have to go kill Insomniac for it. They've committed a sin. Uh, it's Darren D. Paul bastards we have to stop them but you know honestly it's not a bad voice he, do, he doesn't do a bad job he, he sounds like jk simmons which um it's i mean still even the next best guy after jk simmons he like has the, to sound the like way, jk simmons yeah the way to say that he sounds good is to say that he sounds like jk simmons so like that's how good he is yeah it's best one of the best versions of any of the characters in my opinion is uh JJ J J J J J a lot of J's in that man's name, yeah. gotta tell ya. But anyway, so Eddie Brock uh goes into me. Eddie Jameson. Eddie Brock the cunt shows up. Yeah, rap bastard. He goes in and and he is like, Look, I got these pictures and look at how good they are. And uh uh J and, and Peter walks into and uh J J J J is like Oh, there's a staff job. So I guess uh, uh, you you can have it if you want it. And, and Peter's like, hey, dick, I've been here for years. And uh, Robbie, his like 
the the only person that sticks up for him is like he's yeah. right, Jonah. And he's uh, right, Jonah. So it comes Robbie down to this. Robbie is a trooper. Robbie is the best guy. He's you know what? I'm gonna say it right now. He's the best character in all of these movies. Robbie's Robbie should have been Spider Man. I I just want a series <laughs> that's just like the nicest characters from this series, like Aunt May, Robbie, end of list, just hanging out. <laughs> I just uh, want them to have coffee and just catch up. I like how uh Robbie is like uh oh, fuck, what's his name? The was it Stanley? The the guy from the office that just hates his job. It's just like I mean, I guess it's time. a similar vibe, but no, it, Robbie like has Stanley like Stanley if he was happy. Actually, that's that's a pretty good comparison because he's he's still deadpan and has enough snark to him, but he's doing it to be a good person. He's the he's the guy that like doesn't give much of a fuck and just you know wants uh, he wants he wants to Robbie's he wants stuff to be vibing. right. Robbie's just vibing. He enjoys his job. Straight, straight vibe, and he's just enjoying Pretzel Day. Hell yeah! <laughs> so anyway, anyway, Peter and Edward Brock Jr. both want the staff job that is uh, opened up at the Daily Bugle because a guy got fired, and you know they're both doing freelance, and you know a good steady job is 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 good, and um. And, you know, we mentioned earlier, Peter wants to uh, marry Mary Jane. And yeah. um, so, <laughs> you know, naturally a, for a staff job would be good for him. Eddie Brock Jr., this fucking asshole, is like, see, Jonah, I got a girl that I intend to marry. And, you know, I just I just, I just want to make an honest living for her, you know. And, and uh, so he just cuts in with that. It's like fucking bastard now if peter says hey i got a girl too he's just gonna look like he's copying you yeah so jay jonah jameson says uh he says you know what i want you know what i fucking want i want to i want to see a picture of spider-man with his hand in the cookie jar i want to see him <laughs> doing some dastardly shit so whoever can get me a photo of that gets the staff job and so Eddie's Peter. like, Eddie's like, you got it, man. And Peter's like, you're never going to get that shot because, you know, he's not going to do anything bad. Wink, wink. Yeah. Nothing. Peter, nothing. Well, nothing is going to fundamentally change back. about his personality or anything. Peter's just going to go rob a bank, take a picture real quick, and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's like, you're not going to get that shot. And he's like, I'm going to. And uh, after that, we get Harry and Peter catching up, you know, post amnesia. They're just kind of going down memory lane, throwing a basketball around in the, uh, you know, very nice, uh, expensive, uh, f fragile, uh, expensively furnished mansion. Yeah. Th this around all the vases also... and shit. Just throwing a basketball. That uh, also has a mirror that leads to an entire double life. <laughs> yeah, you know that old chestnut. The uh, I wonder if Peter thought about that. He's like, let's throw this ball around, Harry. That's a good idea. Breaks the goblin window. Oh no! <laughs> Oops. Let's just uh, let's just web that back together. I mean, shit. Fuck. Do you have any super glue? Do you have any gorilla glue? <laughs> <laughs> 
Perry's just freaking the fuck out. What's going on? Why is there a gorilla in my apartment? Yeah, so uh, Peter tosses the ball, and of course it hits a vase. And uh, Harry, you know, catches it because he took the goblin juice earlier because, uh, you know, he was going to, you know, kill Peter. And now Peter's like, hey, let's be buds again. Let's be uh, friends, Harry. So he catches it and it's like all, you know, like human, superhuman reflexes and stuff. And he's like, still got the moves because this is a thing that you uh, used to do if you don't remember. Because, you know, you got the moves. <laughs> you're good at basketball. You're not on, basketball, you're not on steroids. <laughs> You're not on weird green steroid steroid juice. Don't worry. Don't look into what happened to your dad. I've said too much. Goodbye. Hey, don't think about it. Harry's just sitting there like, man, I wonder what happened to my dad. I, I like to imagine the entire time, like they just remove the part where uh like he remembers his dad dying. He just thinks he's out out of town for the day. It's like, man, I wonder when dad's coming home. He just, you know, he had to he had to pick up some milk. You had to pick up some. The, the butler had to comes go get in. cigarettes. <laughs> the blade that pierced your oh, father's God, heart. That, what? Dad's dead. I love that bit. Um, the, I want to. I want to clown that on that some more when we actually get to that part in the story. Came from my glider. <laughs> so anyway, after that scene, we get uh, MJ showing up at the at the theater. <laughs> finding out that she got fired and they're like oh my people were supposed to contact your people oh this is so embarrassing for us and then we get the spider-man parade yep the spider-man parade single-handedly uh the best part of this spider-man gets the recognition he deserves for yeah. you know being a selfish asshole <laughs> you know there are actions in this scene <laughs> that i cannot condone Oh, that's right. I forgot he does that. Yeah, you know, I just, this is one of my criticisms, but. <laughs> Spider-Man makes out with Gwen Stacy. Yeah. It he makes out with his rival's girlfriend in front of his own girlfriend. That's, thus digging his own grave as, with two fucking shovels. <laughs> what, a, what a power move, though. <laughs> yeah, I tell you. <laughs> but no, like. I want to oh. delve into this later, but I will mention it now. I don't like that Peter in this movie is an asshole before he gets the black suit. Yeah, it kind of implies that the that the whole responsibility shit, it's starting to get to his head again. He's like, I'm Spider-Man. I can do whatever the fuck I want. You know, eats a baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He does also murder someone in this movie. Oh, he tries to. Yeah. He thinks he did, and he's very proud of himself. Aunt May, you never guess what happened. I killed him. Oh, yeah, we forgot about it. There's the scene where uh, the cops finally tell them that the guy uh, Spider-Man murdered in the first movie wasn't the guy that killed uh, Uncle Ben. Yeah. When does that happen? Like, uh, I think right after the Flint Marco Sandman scene. No, that 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 hasn't happened yet in the plot. That's a couple scenes from now. So. No, but anyway, I, I swear. No, I'm looking at it right now. So after oh, the Spider-Man right. yeah, parade, no. we get the uh, part with like the the armored truck robbery. Sandman's uh, finally introduced using his powers to yep. you know 
rob people. And also, just want to say right off the bat, I give them good credit on finding an outfit that looks like Sandman's outfit. Well, it's a pretty simple outfit. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. A simple outfit in a comic book usually translates to something stupid in the movies. So I give them credit for not doing that. Good point. You remember what happened to Deadpool originally? Oh, God. That's just... They took a ninja mask and made it skin. I, I, I have no words for that. I just hate <laughs> everything that they did in that with, with that with that character. It's so yeah. bad. So, anyways, yeah, I do give them credits for actually having a an outfit that isn't stupid on their characters. Yeah, like it looks like it looks like Sandman. Even his hairstyle, like it's not the right, like you know, weird wavy shit. But the guy looks like fucking Sandman. Exactly. Kudos. So yeah, so Sandman, you know, starts punching Spider-Man with his weird CGI hands. Yeah, and it's, uh, he just ends up escaping and uh, Spider-Man swings away and he's like, where do these guys come from? Yeah, he's like, what the fuck? Why is New York assaulted constantly by meta-human freaks like myself? And that's what he says. That's, so that's they, uh, verbatim what he says. Yeah. So then after so that, leaves. we get the uh, the scene in the, the the fancy French restaurant with the uh, the other best character in this entire series, Bruce Campbell, in his many roles. Yeah, which I remember there's a theory that Bruce Campbell, because in the, in the fourth movie, the, the unreleased fourth Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, they were going to have him be up- Mysterio. And I love the the theory that people made that Bruce Campbell the entire time was Quentin Beck just pretending to be other people. Look, that is my religion. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> like he it doesn't like it makes sense, but it's also like, why would he do this? But then you remember, oh, it's Mysterio. He's an idiot. He's yeah. He's not <laughs> smart. He's just good at stuff. He's good at the. He specked into one thing when it when the Fallout scale tree showed up. Yeah, he specked so into he's like low on everything illusion. else. He's, he he lowered or, uh, deception. Uh, yeah, he he specked all into charisma. Except the the downside is he has zero in intelligence. <laughs> yep, and strength. That's why he has to rely on like CGI snakes and stuff. Yeah, or you know, in the game, actual fucking black magic. Of course, he made the he made fucking pictures, real contorted human monsters, and yeah, that was just special effects. No worries, G. Don't don't think about it, Spider Man. <laughs> just beat your misshapen clone to death. So anyway, Spider Man Three, he, they go to the thing, and he's like, "Oh, put the ring in the in the champagne. It'll be like a fun little thing." Pecker. Uh what? He's like, he's like, "My name's Peter Parker," and he's like, "Peter Pecker." Pecker. Yeah, Peter Pecker. Because French people. Pecker. It is a French restaurant. Oui, oui. We are a smelly. Uh, obviously, being you know not a French man. <laughs> I am French. I am French. Can't you tell by my accent? I feel like he's trying to convince himself. Ah, <laughs> uh, again. It is a French restaurant for the Quentin Beck theory. <laughs> he doesn't even work there. 
He's just like, I will be the ultimate actor. I will portray every the greatest role of them all. Life itself. He's also the girl that replaced MJ. Yes. That's just another disguise. Just rips off her face. It's him. I would have gotten away with it, too. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, another thing is, though, uh, I just think it's funny because, you know, the the thing that they're doing is they put the ring in there. So when she drinks it, she's like, oh, what's this in my mouth? Yeah, she chokes you- on her engagement ring. <laughs> yeah. No, you hear stories of them swallowing their engagement ring and it being like this huge production and shit. And it's like, why would you think this is a good idea? Yeah. It's like if you get the same under, news I, I've never as understood us. That. Sometimes people put it like in a roll. They put it in the bread. They put it in something you eat. And it's like. Now I I'm the, the kind idea. of person that just takes a big old chomp out of a dinner roll. I'm not. And, you know, like a I'm snake. You, you don't apart. even chew it I'm up. You just swallow it. the whole bread. I'm not checking it for fine jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing you I'm gotta do like, at a French restaurant you have to look over all your food to make sure they didn't leave any doubloons in there yeah I'm not like I'm not like a, a, a parent in the 80s inspecting Halloween candy but so yeah, honestly, but in honestly this scene, if, if I was oh. if I was a woman going on a date with uh, with my boyfriend and we were going to a French restaurant I'd be terrified any kind of fancy I restaurant, might die that night <laughs> If you are going on a date to a fancy restaurant and you're having even like a remotely pleasant week with your partner, you got to check all of your food just to make sure that dumbass didn't put a, a piece of jewelry like a like an actual diamond in like your mashed potatoes or something. What if you do that? And you find a razor blade. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't know how to. I, I didn't know how to uh, split it off. Break with up you. with you. I, I split it off. Get it? Wordplay. Uh, I got a well, time I for the plan B. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, uh, during the scene, uh, even if I, I think it was MJ blows him off on it, right? So what happened was she's like, she shows up and she's like, hey. I am upset because of the actions that you did earlier in the movie. And he's like, what do you mean? I got an image. That was Spider-Man. And then possibly the worst thing that could happen happens. Gwen Stacy shows up and she's like, oh my gosh, Peter, my close friend. Oh, it's MJ. He's told me so much about you. And then MJ's like, didn't fucking mention her. And she's yeah. he's like, oh, she's my uh, lab partner. You know, the woman, the, the the seemingly strange woman that I made out with earlier. Yeah, that's a person that I'm very close with that you don't know about. Yeah. Everything very... in this movie makes him look bad. <laughs> it, well, yeah, especially the outfit he decides to he wear. <laughs> on the symbiote. This is before he even makes contact with the symbiote this is who he is this is who he's just a Peter bumbling is. idiot this is what kind of person he is he is a bumbling idiot in the worst terms he just like sometimes he means well but a lot of time he's just a jackass i guess it's realistic because it's like i mean he's yeah. never had more than like a friend 
he just, he probably thinks kissing people is a social norm. That's probably he why probably, no one liked him. Well, I was gonna say he, just he goes probably up to everyone, thinks that's how you get them. pregnant, but no, that that makes everything worse. <laughs> <laughs> he sees Gwen. So when's the baby due? And she's what like, "What? Well, I saw about? you were kissing Spider-Man earlier, and you know, I he told me before." Because I'm not him, but he told me before that he doesn't want to be a deadbeat dad. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what are you and, talking and he's like, about? Uh, you guys kissed. And she's like, so? And he's like, it's not, that's not how babies are made. That's not how it works. I like, I like to imagine this is happening in the lab. Like Dr. Connors <laughs> no, no, is no, no, standing no, no, no. there this like, is, this what is the at fuck, dinner. Peter? This is at the restaurant. In so Mary MJ, Jane. Mary Jane and Gwen have to give him like an impromptu, like full <laughs> sex ed unit. Well, I like to imagine uh, Quentin Beck Wait, as so the I, French that's how waiter. You that to babies were made. I don't know how to do. A he's French just over there. He's help. He's helping them Bruce go Campbell. through with it. He's like holding up a baguette. He's like, now you see. <laughs> Now you see when I put the the baguette in in the in the wine glass, it uh, that is the penis and the vagina. Now do you understand? When does kissing get involved? Most of the time, you don't do it. No, that's not what? with not with the woman that not not with the women that I've hired. I I'm very bad not at accents. The women I've hired. Wow. <laughs> Quinn Beck just only only has sex with prostitutes. <laughs> it's like Exclusively. so. Wait, when do, when does the kissing happen? Ah, uh, you see, I cannot afford the women that are willing to do that. <laughs> that is not in so the anyway, budget. So then the next day, uh, they go to the police because they have uh, a lead on some important information that they should have really addressed prior yeah uh that being by the way we lied to you this is the guy that killed your husband well, it's not that they lied they were just mistaken but my problem with this scene is the timing they, of it. not the, the timing is, within though, the plot or anything but like so they've known for seemingly a while right like they, they didn't like mm-hmm. just find out because he was arrested today. on murder charges yeah like flint marco was arrested on the murder charges of uncle ben well, he's, that's what I've been led to believe. He was arrested I, at least for robbery, but then, um, or for like Grand Theft Auto or something. I, I don't know. But right. then he later confessed to his cellmate that he killed Uncle Ben. But um, no, right. my problem yes. with the scene is, so they they tell, the uh, Captain Stacy tells Peter and Aunt May, like a little bit after they find out, like it's been like, uh, and an amount of time. It's been about a week since uh, Sandman got out. Yeah, but he tells them before they actually have him in custody. So like they wait until he's out, but they don't wait until he's back in. Like it doesn't make much sense yeah. to me. It. I understand that they were thinking like, oh, he'll he'll probably tell them like as a safety thing in case he goes after them. But uh, at the same time, fucking Detective Stacy is a dumbass. He should have alerted them the moment he got out. It's like, hey, by the way, he should have told them the moment they found out. 
about the whole like, oh yeah, this is the guy that killed him. Cause like, you know, I feel like that's something you'd want to know about. Yeah. Oh, is the guy that murdered my husband, you know, still out and about? Nah. Nah. nah you, For, they they didn't need to know until they needed to know. And I think it's at this point that the black suit comes into play, right? Not quite yet. So we get a scene uh, okay. pre-black suit where MJ's like, hey, I heard what happened and I, I just want you to know that, like, even though things aren't the best between us, I just want you to know that I'm here for you. Peter's like, I don't need your help. Wow. Yeah. So she just leaves. Like, he drives her away. And then he just stays up, like, listening to the police scanner. He ends up laying down. And then, and then we get the, the black, black suit. suit. That's right. And, uh, yeah, so then Spider-Man says the N-word. Yep. Yeah, because he's black now. He's, it's okay. He can do it. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, they have a whole thing where he's like, you know, he's using, he's like, you know, just swinging around with the black suit and shit. And he's like, damn, this is, this damn. is like straight heroin. Yeah, this is great. I love this. So he kills the guy. Not yet. The, <laughs> then we, uh, hold on just a second. I'm sorry, I just want to get to that part because it, it goes from like, this suit feels nice to, I'm going to kill this man. Yeah, I'm going to commit I'm going to commit a crime. I this guy. What I hear is I'm going to commit murder. We're yeah. going to commit murder. We're going to kill you. Wait, hold on. Are you guys doing a podcast yeah. right now? The, yeah. That's why we're oh, in the shit. podcast chat. Our number one oh, fan shit. has joined. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll leave. Great. Now nah, we have to pay okay. him an appearance fee. <laughs> Oh God! Okay. We have to include him in the, the credits assassins. now. <laughs> I'm calling the police. Well, I well I know that you guys after the podcast, I know that you guys will like, um, that you guys will like stand here and talk for a well, bit. Yeah. You've sat through. We it don't sometimes. talk outside of the show. <laughs> yeah. What do you? Th- what the fuck are you going on about? We're not friends. This is this just is a all facade. For the money. We do this for money. Yeah. We both get 60 cents out of this. Dude, what the fuck? I want 60 cents. Get fucked. You know what? No, no, no. Fuck <laughs> you. Fuck, fuck you. I'm in this goddamn <laughs> podcast now. Split me your 60 cents. Give me 30 cents. I'll fucking split you a bullet. How the fuck are you gonna cut a bullet in half? With your head. I don't know if you heard it, but I just I just flicked back the hammer on my revolver. <laughs> Aim it at your monitor and shoot. No. <laughs> I dare you. That's a bad idea. I'm not That's going a great to do idea. it. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop interrupting you guys. So we're at the par- so what part are we at now? He's in the black suit. Yeah, after uh Peter gets the black suit and he's like, Oh, this is so awesome. He then visits Dr. Connors. Who's like, hey, this stuff is straight up toxic. Like this is, this is gonna. This is possibly the worst organism I have ever seen. And he's like, whatever you do, don't like wear it as a costume because it'll like turn you into a huge misogynist, and it does. (laughs) This will turn you into a misogynist. Don't wear it. I mean, that's exactly. I'm going to wear it. Hold on just a second. I'll be right back. You get a little Jerry's Corner. Oh, oh boy. Okay. 
So let's talk about our feelings today, class. Your entire nervous system, with pinpoint precision and cutting and careful removal, can be taken out of your body and put into another body. And the thing that really matters with what I just said is that you are only your brain. The fleshy bits only matter to the other fleshy bits. You can theoretically stave off dying through the constant use of an of the of entire nervous system transplants. All you have to do is find someone who is younger than you, but has a big enough skull to fit such a big brain. And that's what they don't want you to know about. That's what they're trying to keep from you. That's the secret to immortality. Do you really think Prince Harry looks like Skeletor? On, on, like, because, like, he looks like that because he's, he's biding his time for one of his nephews to get close enough. So they get a little hairy inside them, too. And by a little, I mean his whole fucking brain. That's what he's going to do. I mark my words. You ever wonder why, like, half, like, the rich people are all just the same evil guy? It's because they are. Because they're swapping each other's fucking brains. Donate your body to me, and I'll prove it. This Jerry Corner is endorsed entirely by uh, Illegal Organ Harvesting. Come to the black market, the only market we're not allowed to talk about. But also, though, it's like, it's like there's some seriousness to what I'm saying, though. Not in the terms of, like, swapping over to, like, different human bodies, but with the premise of, like, like robotic augmentations, for example. Yes. Like, you know, lop up an arm and replace it with a robot. Right, I'm back. Speaking uh, of lopping off arms, so Peter's talking to Dr. Connors. Yeah, and, and he cuts off his arm. Yep, that's that's what happens, <laughs> and then we get the lizard. And, um, that's our fifth villain of the movie. Yeah. So, yeah, so... uh <laughs> Dr. Connors is basically like, yeah, this stuff is straight up toxic. It'll kill you. Um, once it once it binds to a host, it's very hard to get it off. Uh, and Peter's like, cool, I'm going to fight crime in it. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a uh, bank robbery that Peter hears about on the police scanner. He goes out in the black suit and then he, he sees Sandman getting away. But then... The worst character ever shows up, Eddie Brock, and he's like, ooh, Spidey, love the new outfit. You don't look nearly as much of a fat ass in this one. And he's, uh, yeah. you know, trying to take pictures, and and uh, Spider-Man webs up the camera, smashes it, which is the most satisfying moment in the whole movie. Yeah. Rips out the grate, uh, jumps into the sewers. And Eddie Brock whips out his uh, his spare camera because of course he's he that had asshole. of course he has a spare camera, and he uh, takes some photos of 
the the scenery, which will come into play later. The scene of the crime. And then after that, that's when we get Spider-Man Peter Parker attempting to brutally murder a man made out of sand. Yeah. So uh, they uh, they get in a fight in the metro tunnels where I think it's implied Sandman's been using it as his base of operations. I think that's just where he escapes to. Yeah, I don't think he really has a base of operations. He doesn't seem like the guy that would have one. Well, where's he keeping all the money he steals? Is he just taking it to that apartment? That poor woman's apartment just leaving bags of stolen bank notes. Honestly, it's not very clear if he ends up actually getting away with any money at any point in the movie. That's a good point. But uh, so we have an extremely brutal fight scene. Yeah. In which all of the gore is done uh, only to Sandman because they can just have him regrow it through sand and there's no blood. However, you do get to see a man get his entire head like shaved in half by a fucking train yep like a like a cheese grater like uh like what heroes do spider-man shoves a man into a train he dremels half of his face <laughs> off <laughs> uh but you know he keeps coming back and spider-man's like how the fuck am i gonna beat this guy so he gets him wet and he melts him yep and he uh to his knowledge sandman is now dead and he uh <sighs> he he's like oh i'm so dark now because i killed a guy and he like i avenged yeah, he, uncle ben and he comes out of the sewers like, what was it his one-liner is just good riddance yeah that's what he says and then he comes After, out you know, of the witnessing sewer. a man melt screaming of course he comes out of the sewers after that moment and he uh he looks in the mirror and uh, you know how his haircut is. He he has like the basic white guy nerd haircut. And he upgrades he, to emo white guy. To signify how much he has turned into a monster and a, and a bad boy. <laughs> he, he brushes his hair down so he has bangs. My favorite thing about this is you can see the exact moment he goes from being a beta male into a sigma male. <laughs> <laughs> uh. basically yeah so then uh this new chad peter parker strolls around chat town oh we get we get also another very satisfying moment because uh landlords are the worst everyone knows it and uh you know it's like a bit where mr dikovich uh is like rent and you know in the voice he does and Peter's like, I don't have your rent money, Mr. Dikovich. I'm sorry. But in this scene, you know, we see up to this point in the movie, you know, Peter's door doesn't work. So, yeah, you got, you got to, like, lift it and open it. It's just a whole, it's a hard time. And uh, and Mr. Dikovich is like, rent. And Peter's like, you'll get your, you'll get your rent when you fix this damn door. In a, yeah. in a moment of rage. And honestly, I... I love that moment, and I don't know if it's ironic or not. My my love for it. <laughs> you have to, you have to really just, think about it. I don't. I, I find that moment so satisfying because it's like, yeah, fuck that door, <laughs> fuck that door, fuck this door in particular. And um, and Mr. Dikovich is like, he he is a good boy. He's probably in some trouble. And it's like, first of all, no, he's not. He's not a good dude. He's a dude that does good things. Yeah. Peter sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I forget, is this the part where they have the montage of him on the phone? 
Uh, not keeps, quite like, yet. Cutting to him on the phone. To, okay. This is a problem that I have with the movie where it it goes back and forth where it's like Peter's a good guy. No, he's not. He's a he's in the symbiote. No, now he's a good guy for a moment and he's regretting his actions. Oh, nope, he's back at it. Um so we get the first moment where Peter's like, Am I doing the right thing? Where he talks to Aunt May and he's like, Oh yeah, you know, I killed Uncle Ben's murderer. And by the way, we are just a little over halfway through the movie, and it feels like barely the end of act one yeah that's what i mean when i say the pacing for this movie is terrible like hey i killed uncle ben's murderer and she's like hey don't do that she's like spider-man killed his uh killed the guy that killed uncle ben no he didn't spider-man's a good lad and he is like like, fuck what have i done (laughs) oh well more black crack and so anyway i want to try to breeze through the rest of this because this is this is so drawn out this this whole this whole movie so anyway we get mj she's not talking to peter she hangs out with harry for a bit they make omelets together they dance they honestly have way more chemistry than kirsten dunce and toby Maguire ever had and speaking about chemistry and omelets uh you forgot the part where uh everyone's favorite resident you know butterfly eater uh I forgot his name. Willem Dafoe has his cameo <laughs> what? where he talks to his son. Butterfly eater? Yeah, Willem Dafoe. You ever see pictures of him smiling? You tell me he doesn't think mm, <laughs> delicious butterflies when he smiles like that. Man's an actual fucking goblin. Good point. Anyway. <laughs> Perfect casting. They should have just painted him green. Yeah, they hang out. <laughs> MJ kisses him, and then he she's like i i should go and then he just becomes an alcoholic for a little bit and he sees visions of his father then he remembers everything and he's like well fuck i guess i have to commit murder well fuck i gotta kill peter parker now so he um he threatens mary jane and he's like hey if you know what's good for you you gotta and you gotta you gotta break things off with peter so she calls him up she does that and he comes dressed as dweebish as ever and they have the scene on the bridge where where Peter's like, I brought you flowers and I want to marry you. And she's like, fuck off. Fuck off, Peter. She has every opportunity to be like, hey, uh, Harry is threatening me. So, like, can you keep me safe for now until you, like, sort things out with him? Because I don't want to get killed. And he could be like, yeah, I mean, I can just beat him up real quick and, and it'll be over like that. But instead, she's like, I got to end things with you. You know, I got no choice. I really think that's just an honest character moment because, like, I wouldn't want to be with him. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Uh, the entire she's time like, oh, you're no, making it I out, to like, up with him. Oh, no. Yeah, I think the reason she didn't, like, try to, like, hey, he's he's holding me hostage. We can take him out. She's just, like, finally a way out. Honestly. And then uh, Harry and Peter meet up at the uh, at the the diner and um here he's like hey bud uh i've been fucking your girl and peter's like well i by golly i don't like that in one bit no sir i don't and uh like "Mm, strawberries yeah he's like i can't handle this and he leaves and then we get the uh the just incredible moment where peter is uh he he looks back and he sees Harry in the diner and he's like, he's got that shit-eating grin. And then a bus passes by and he fucking vanishes. Yep. 
he uh i can only imagine he like quickly ducks under the table <laughs> i don't know why they did that and that is the second time that peter is driven to to darkness and he uh you know embraces the symbiote meets up with harry and he's like and beats a, up with harry i i don't think he, he he doesn't say this to to harry i don't think but i was gonna say he says i'm gonna put some dirt in your eye he might say that to <laughs> harry he says that to harry or eddie either way i love that line so much i'm gonna put some dirt in your I'm gonna, eye i'm gonna put some dirt in your eye no, what he says to Harry is he beats the shadow of him. He's like bleeding. He's like, gonna cry. what's the matter, Goblin Jr.? Gonna cry? And he throws a fucking hand grenade at his face. Well, to be fair, Harry is throwing the grenade at him. Then he just webs it and uh, throws it back at him. Yeah, but like, still, he, he could have just that that's it. gonna. Yeah, he could have just thrown it the other way. He, he, he intended to gonna kill cry, Harry. Gonna shit your pants. <laughs> gonna piss and cum. Maybe. Harry's just on the floor melting. Ah! <laughs> the only way to make that scene even better is if Peter just started pissing on him. Oh, the other my favorite my 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 <laughs> other favorite line from this scene is when Harry's like, "I'm gonna kick your little ass." <laughs> I don't know. There's I'm gonna just kick your little ass. <laughs> I don't like. I'm gonna kick your ass. That's one thing. But I'm gonna kick your little ass. That has such a a sexual energy to it. It's also very demeaning too. <laughs> he doesn't have a, a nice kick your, thick ass. Gonna, He's got a shitty little ass. little ass. I'm gonna kick your ass. It's so small. Fuck you, Peter. Why do you have such a flat ass? I'm gonna kick your fucking dump truck ass. So then the Chad gets beaten by the Virgin Peter Parker. Yep. Gonna cry. <laughs> gonna shit your pants. Gonna piss. Ch and Chad New Goblin gets blown up by uh, emo Peter Parker. And uh, I think it's at that point, Peter's like fucking around with the black suit, and then he's like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't wear this. No, no, no. After that, we get the part where uh, Peter is out and about and he sees, oh, Spider-Man's a thief. Uh, th this just in at the Daily That's Bugle. Right. So he's like, oh, I'm not fucking going to I'm not going to stand for this one bit. No, sir. By golly, I'm not. So he, he shows up at uh you know, it's a big, you know, party at the Daily Bugle. Eddie got the staff job. He's like, you're trash, Brock. You're fucking human garbage. I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. Isn't it also revealed that uh, the picture Eddie has is Photoshop? Yep. Yeah, he smashes him into the framed uh, photo. Then he goes into JJJJJJJ's uh, office. And he's like, Ed Eddie's trash fire hit fire his ass look he he faked he stole my photos and just turned down the color saturation like an idiot mm -hmm. and so that's when we get the uh everything is going great for peter but he's a misogynist uh montage also you forgot the best line uh eddie brock gets fired great line right there and then the shitty the you know the shit post great line uh He's like, you want forgiveness? Oh, Go to church or some yes, shit like that. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for reminding me, because that is one oh, of my favorite lines from this movie. You want forgiveness? You want forgiveness? Get religion. Get religion. And so Eddie takes that to heart and goes to church. He literally goes to church and he's like, hey, God, um, do you take requests? <laughs> I want you to, I want you to, you know, end a life of a guy that inconvenienced me. 
Can you kill Peter Parker? Which, you know, I think a lot of people have probably asked. Oh, for sure. But, but like, <laughs> you gotta earn that. You gotta yeah. be around him for more than a week. <laughs> that's that's another thing. But, like, Eddie, like, he, ideally he would be a character that you can sympathize with a little bit. But everything bad that happens to him is his own fault. Yeah. I don't sympathize with Eddie. Yeah. Even as a kid, when I really liked this movie because I loved Spider-Man, uh, I felt bad for every one of the bad guys except for Eddie Brock. When he died, I laughed. I was seven. Yeah, honestly. Even when he <laughs> dies, it's his fault because he's like, no, I want the symbiote. Like I, At first, I, like every other time that I watched it, I was like, oh, the symbiote is sucking him back in. But no, he jumps in. Yeah. And he's like, no! But yeah, that's at that point, that's when we get the the scene where we get we get a uh, finger gun dancing Peter yes with a really great song really horrible dancing and I get what they're going for Peter's like acting like what he thinks a cool guy looks or, or acts like it's just very cringe it uh, it bit cringe in it bro a cringe in it but uh. No, my favorite thing that was happening after this scene, he goes into a diner where Gwen Stacy's there, yep. and he says another great line, now dig on this, oh. and then he starts snapping his fingers. That gets me. That gets me so much. That gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, so the, this. Peter Parker, uh, <laughs> this is Black Suit Peter, to be fair, so <laughs> this is uh, not just regular asshole Peter, this is misogynist Peter. So he His goes to the jazz club that MJ is waitressing and singing at. And uh, yeah, that's when we get and dig on this. And then he womanizes his best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he really is in the wrong completely. Like, I feel bad for Gwen, honestly. Mm -hmm. I feel so bad for her. She was done dirty because it's like, first of all, she <laughs> she's dating Eddie. So she's obviously not in a good place. <laughs> and now she's got her competition jackass emo peter parker yeah yeah so she's like going out on a date with who she assumes is a nice guy due to like you know how he's been previously you know without having a an alien attached to him you know sucking away all of his good qualities <laughs> and so she's That's like oh true. my god this guy cares about me so much he's taking me out to a nice jazz club and, you know, he's dancing with me. It's so awesome. He's so cool. And then she realizes, oh, he's using me. Oh, this is revenge fucking. This is this is revenge. Uh, very sexual dancing. What if, Which, uh, by the way, another <laughs> scene uh, that does not fit the rest of the movie. It feels very West Side Story. Yeah. Yeah. And Peter starts <laughs> playing the piano and dancing, which, by the way, does he... Has Peter ever uh, demonstrated any kind of musical ability? Because he like no. becomes instantly really good at jazz piano for no reason. Well, yeah, it's because Spider. I guess. It's because that's, of the spider totem. Uh, that's when he accidentally hits Mary Jane and he's like, maybe I'm making poor decisions. <laughs> it's like maybe this isn't a good idea yeah so then he so he goes to so he takes his own advice too he wants he forgiveness goes to church he wants forgiveness so he gets religion 
And guess who happens God to be damn. there? Eddie Brock. And he's like, hey, I don't know if that's I don't I don't know if Call this is how it works. Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, I've never done this thing before, but does this how it works? I don't know like what your rate is, but like uh, I'm assuming if you can create life, you can take it away. Uh, I don't know what you're charging, but I'm willing to pay it. Uh, just just kill Peter. Parker. Uh, just, yeah. And Peter Parker's life and the life of a man that I only met like a week ago who has uh, called me out on my illegal actions and I and has made me face consequences for things that I did. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, Peter peels off the suit and it falls onto Eddie Brock. Yep. And in uh, the 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 worst bit of body horror in the movie, we see this the symbiote bonding with Eddie. Yeah, and it like goes into his mouth and shit. I hate it when things go into people's mouths. Oh, you're gonna hate the movie Slither then. That's all that movie's about. Oh, I'm never gonna see it then. Thank you for it's warning. Made, I think me. it's made by. Uh, I think it's made by the guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, James Gunn. Yeah, yeah, James Gunn made it. It's a dark comedy. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get my, you wouldn't get my sense of humor. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm into dark comedy, you know? No, this is like actual dark comedy. It's, it's horror comedy. I'm sorry. It's the more apt word for it. It's uh, not like just racism. It's actual like, yeah, this is funny because it's, it's fucking weird and stupid. Makes sense. So yeah, the next scene that we get, um, Aunt May is visiting Peter again and she's like, she, she's like, Hey, what's up? Cause like. Uh, I haven't heard from you. How's asshole lately? Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I couldn't even begin to tell you how bad things are with MJ." And she's like, "Oh, why?" And he's like, "Oh, it's complicated." And she's like, "Hey, you're a good person." And he's like, "I guess." I guess. I guess. And the audience also agrees with that statement. Of, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So Sandman and Venom then team up, and um. <laughs> it is such a bare bones team up too. It's just, hey, you want to kill Spider Man? I want to kill Spider Man. Let's kill Spider Man. And he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. I also love this. I don't know if it if it's because the guy that plays Sandman is just bored half the time, or if Sandman actually just doesn't give a fuck. But this the whole scene, he just kind of feels like he's just done with it. He's like, yeah, all right. It feels let's like a go. very loose alliance. <laughs> Like that, uh, I guess we're gonna kill him. But yeah, so then, well, um, I, <laughs> yeah, so Venom kidnaps Mary Jane, has her all webbed up, and Peter's like, "Hey, sorry, I blew up your face earlier, Harry Osborn, my former best friend." And then Harry Osborn turns around with his fucked up face, is like, "Why? Why did you do this to me?" Yeah, so uh, Harry's like, "Fuck no, off, like, dude. I, I am not. That, that's what not doing saying. this." Peter's like, like okay. you come here asking for help after you blew up my face. Yeah. Fuck you. And then we get the uh and then we get we get an old man with dementia shows up. <laughs> we get uh what resulted in the best blooper reel out of any movie ever. The scene where His, uh, the family butler Bernard. reveals that it was he yeah. who killed <laughs> the green goblin. <laughs> Yeah, so for context, viewers, listeners, um, I will definitely link this down below, but check out the uh, the the segment of the blooper reel for Spider-Man 3 with uh, the old man that plays the, the butler just it trying to get through this line where he's trying to say the uh, the blade, the blade that, that killed, pierced your father's heart. 
came from his own glider. Yeah, the the blade that that killed your father came from his own glider, and he he he, he takes like a, a few tries to get it right, and it, everyone just gets progressively more funny. The blade that pierced his arm came from your glider. The blade that pierced your father's body came from his gilder. <laughs> the, blade the blade that, that pierced <laughs> your father's heart came from my glider. And the I just blade love that, that one. killed your father came from your glider. <laughs> I love the implications of the one line where it's like, oh yeah, he's also a green goblin. The blade. He's just the blade. I that, killed your father. <laughs> the blade that the pierced blade your that pierced father your body from my came glider. From your father. <laughs> The the blade that <laughs> killed your father, the blade that pierced your body, came from your father. The blade that pierced my body came from Spider Man's glider. <laughs> the blade that pierced his heart came from our glider. The blade. <laughs> so so. <laughs> the blade that pierced my ears came from the, the attendant at Claire's. The blade that pierced his glider came from your heart. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the moral of Spider-Man 3. Now, look, I know blooper reels traditionally aren't considered canon. But in my head canon for Spider-Man 3, that that definitely happened. It took a solid five to ten tries for the butler to get the like line hour. right. Like the blade <laughs> that for killed a... my father. No, that doesn't sound right. Uh, the, the blade that killed my father came from your glider. The blade that killed out a sword. my <laughs> glider came from his father. No. Uh, the blade that fathered my kill glided from his cum. So anyway, uh, after the butler, who's been hiding this information, like, everyone's just hiding this shit from Harry. Like, they know yeah, what's no going on with to him, tell but they're him just anything. like, nah, this will work itself out on its own. And, like, the butler only steps in because Harry said no to the guy he thinks murdered his dad. And he's like, hey, Harry, by the way, this is what actually killed your father. And I just really wanted him to be like, fuck, you're fired. Go away! You're the reason the my face is melted. The glider that fathered your blade came from gl uh, gliders. My, my body, <laughs> James Bond. So anyway, uh, then we get so Peter goes and gets his ass handed to him by Goopy Spider Man and the CGI monster from. Uh, the original Shadows of Colossus. Yep. And we get another great <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson moment where he doesn't have a photographer because, you know, Eddie's, you know, and Spider-Man is <laughs> elsewhere. Or uh, Peter is elsewhere, I mean. So he's like, hey, kid, you want a job? Because he sees a kid with the camera and she's like, why would I want a job? He's like, well, fuck it. I'll take the camera. And she's like, OK, 100 bucks. He's like, fuck, you drive a hard bargain. It's like, deal. And he's like, why is this not taking pictures? She's like, film's extra. Yeah. That's so another, that, that every moment, just... every moment with <laughs> J, 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 J is incredible. 
with J.J. the Jet Plane is always improved by J.K. Simmons' expert voices. God, that show was so weird. I forgot about it. It's it's in your brain now, that face. Damn it. Anyway. Yeah, so, so we basically like, get know, the whole just, fight. It's it's whatever. Then we get fighting. Peter Green and Goblin Sand. Yeah, Green Goblin shows grenade. up. It's a they big fight, up. whatever. Um, then we get after you know after everything is cooled down peter and sandman are talking and he's like i didn't mean to kill your uncle and he's like okay that's okay what were you doing again bye he just turns into a sand cloud no see i was only trying to rob another bank i I I was only trying to rob your uncle i didn't mean to like kill him or nothing and he's like Oh, oh! Peter then holds up a uh, a uh, a crucifix. Don't worry, fam. I got religion. <laughs> you know what? I forgive. I you. forgive you. You know, I wish that he would have said that line. You want forgiveness? Get religion. Shoot, Sandman. That's so good. I, you know what? Before I die. I will unironically use that line at some point in my life. Do it. <laughs> in the middle of a fight, beat the shit of someone. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean you it. Want you want forgiveness, get religion. Get religion. <laughs> you kick him in the teeth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Such a terrible line, but so good, it's so too. so good. So, yeah, then Harry so, dies because he, like... Harry dies like in his father, collective like lover's son. arms. Like gets stabbed by his own glider. The blade that killed your body came from Venom's glider. He's like, "What? Oh, that didn't happen yet. (laughs) That happens later. I'm sorry. What? He has reverse dementia. He can't remember anything that happened, but he knows the future." (laughs) Harry's just like, "Fuck! I want to stay home today. Thanks, old man. Sorry, Pete. I'm living today." So anyway, that was a very long summary. Um, and now we get to remake the movie. God, this is such a long episode. Um, Don't worry, we'll go short. It's only one movie. How long could it oh, take? Oh yeah, just another 40 minutes. So firstly, what I just want to say is, uh, for the, re- the revision of Spider-Man 3, uh, remove Eddie Brock and Venom. Yeah, so like I have I have thoughts on that. First, my first note that I had was recast Peter Parker. Literally anyone, please no more Toby Maguire. And I just wrote down yeah. some of my favorite like like moments, like like two a couple of my favorite lines that Toby Maguire just on, only he can deliver him in that or deliver those lines in that specific way. Like and this was in Spider-Man 2, but just when MJ is talking to him and he just he, he just says, oh, boy, yeah, I don't remember what the context oh was, but when he's just like, oh, boy, oh, she boy, yeah, agreed to have sex with him. I think she says, like, hey, do you want to hang out or something? And he's like, oh, boy, yeah. And my other favorite line that just only Toby <laughs> Maguire could deliver in such a way is I'm going to put some dirt in your eye. <laughs> now, here's the thing, though. I wouldn't say recast them. I'd say leave the castings as they are, because the problem isn't the castings, in my opinion. It's just what all the shit that they threw into this one movie 
Because they've got so many conflicts that they have to build up for Peter Parker. And it just creates them into this, like, this cesspool of a person. Like, whereas before, he's not a good person. But he's not as bad as he is in 3. I guess. Like, you take the Peter Parker from Spider-Man 2. And you compare him to the one in Spider-Man 3. The one in Spider-Man 3 is just an actual piece of shit. Like, even without the black suit. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, Whereas in, in 2, he's just kind of a jackass, but he's still kind of likable. The uh, the vibe that Tobey Maguire gives off as Peter Parker, like, you know, the in, Jimmy, in the, uh, the Adventures of Jimmy Neutron, when uh, Jimmy Neutron is working at uh, McSpanky's, yeah, the sodium chloride. I know what thing. you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, he is that <laughs> clip, but turned into three movies. Yeah, I, I feel. Oh, that. there's some sodium chloride on the floor. He thinks he's great at being smart, but he's terrible. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. That reminded me. Yeah, I was going to say after you were like at, when when we were talking about how cringe he is. So like you know how earlier you mentioned like oh Mysterio just put all of his points into charisma yeah it's like the opposite opposite. peter put all of his (laughs) stats into intelligence and then he just got a huge level up in fighting but zero charisma (laughs) it's true oh not to mention he's homophobic canonically yeah no i forgot about spider-man one yeah spider-man is canonically homophobic deal yeah do with that what you will but it's true at least that version i know they're gonna change it in the new comics he's probably like my best friend's gay i kissed him i'm gay i kissed him i i I kissed deadpool once how is how am i I gay I i kissed myself from a different universe you know i'm i've made passionate sex with doc ock we were in the same body. I would I would start reading comics again if that happened. <laughs> but uh so yes. <laughs> so I just I just I heard people in the other room and I can't help but but think like I wonder what they're thinking right now <laughs> with the line I just had passionate sex passionate sex with Duck Ock. So either way, so Spider-Man you know. put a lot of um added context into our uh into our group cosplay from when we went to comic-con a couple years ago oh my god no but anyway so my idea for how to fix spider-man 3 though is we leave the castings we just remove eddie brock and venom entirely yeah and have the story more focused on like like it's split into two halves like the first half is dealing with sandman or no 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 it's well okay when i say it's two halves i mean like this two storylines going throughout it like an a and a that's B like plot. dealing with yeah the a plot is the sandman shit well okay the a plot really is going to be more mostly about green goblin because that's where most of the drama is because you need to deal with the harry situation because like you yeah. got to the point where he's green goblin now yeah i have some notes on that um so you want to you want to do your notes or you want me to continue my thing? Um, well, I'll let you continue for a little bit and I'll just hop in because I have um, I have some notes about Kinda. Venom and and uh, Harry. All right. But uh, so the next thing, though, that I do is Sandman 
you know, like he's he'd be the B plot. So he's, he'd be basically as he is. In the by movie. the way, I do also the have Sandman that in my is, notes too. I I do think Sandman is a worthy inclusion as like a side villain, like a freak of the week style, like like opening villain, I guess. Yeah, because like Sandman never really had much grounds as a character. Like he doesn't have any like real big personal connection with them. Except for what they did, which I change. I wouldn't make Sandman be the guy that shot uh, Uncle Ben. Oh, yeah. I understand yeah, in, why they did In my did version, that. I would have like no backstory for him. Just be like a thug that got powers. Like in um, Spectacular Spider-Man, which I know I reference that show a lot. But it's just so good with how it handles characters um, for the I, most part. I, I'd still just say leave the whole sympathetic thing there. Just make him, you know, more of a human character. But at the same time, you know, he's still a bad guy. Well, I just feel like that takes away, like, any time that you're spending developing the uh, the, the the B villain takes away from yeah. time that could be spent on the, uh, the A villain. And the movie's already okay, close so to two and a half hours. We'll kill off his daughter. Gotcha. <laughs> so next <laughs> next stage, though. Uh, Sandman, same thing. He just wants money, so he has superpowers and he does all the stuff. Uh, but the side plot is the main plot's going to mostly focus on Peter and Harry's new rivalry. Uh, we're also I also want to change the Green Goblin costume because I I understand what they're going for with the design, but his costume doesn't scream like. Green it Goblin screams like two. snowboard video game alternate skin. It looks like what a bad guy from Power Rangers would be wearing. It looks like my OC from Sonic Forces. Oh my god! No, I actually want to jump it in with like... um with my take on the whole Harry uh, situation. Yeah. Go. So uh, I noticed watching the movie that there are really good aspects to venom and harry osborn um as villains yeah i just don't like the new goblin and i don't like eddie brock so one you want to put them at, at the same person yeah one change that i would make is i would remove eddie brock entirely from the plot and i would give this symbiote i would i would transfer venom to harry because that's actually a pretty neat thing to do. Yeah, like the I, I noticed like watching Spider-Man 2 and then Spider-Man 3, like that's the that's the trajectory that he is heading in. He's becoming the bad guy, his like arch rival. Yeah. Harry, I believe, in Spider-Man 3 should serve as sort of um, I guess not like an allegory or a metaphor, but I guess it he should show Peter what happens when you let I guess anger consume you because you know, you would still have Peter in the black suit for a bit, maybe have him like just brutally wail on Sandman. Um, and that's how you can get Peter, like not necessarily pulling his punches, but not, you know, murdering people in cold blood. Um, but you know, you still get to have him get like really pissed off and just consumed by anger. And he's just going ham. Um, or maybe just have All him right. go off like hard on a mugger or, or something just, you know, and then then he realizes. And this is another note that I had. Uh, I absolutely love every interaction with him and Aunt May. So I think Aunt May should really be the um, 
she should be the driving force for what ultimately pulls him out of the darkness and motivates him to get rid of the symbiote, which she kind of is like at a couple different points. Um, But I think that Peter should just be in the symbiote and he should be consumed by the darkness for just a solid chunk. It shouldn't be like a back and forth thing. So he gets the symbiote. He's like, he, he's an asshole. And then, you know, he, Aunt May is like, Spider-Man doesn't kill. And by the way, she knows that he's Spider-Man. I just want to get that. Yeah. I, I want to make that clear. It's very heavily like hinted at that. She knows that he's Spider-Man. Uh, I just wanted to mention that. So she's like, Spider-Man doesn't kill people. You don't kill people, Peter. I know that you wouldn't because you're just Peter Parker and you're not Spider-Man and you don't have superpowers. But hypothetically, if you did, you wouldn't kill people and you, you would be a good person and you would look out for the little guy. Yeah. And so then he would be like, fuck, you're right. And then Venom would move on to Harry, who at this point doesn't have someone that can really pull him back like that. And he doesn't I guess he doesn't feel motivated to pull himself back from being consumed by rage and revenge and hatred. Because all he wants to do is kill Peter. At that yeah. Point, yeah. So he, he serves. At, and by the way, Peter in my ideal version of the movie, uh, even in Spider-Man two, he would insist, no, I did not kill your father, but here he wouldn't believe him. And that also serves as more, I guess, that that serves as more character development for Harry or not maybe maybe not development but it shows more of his character because it shows that despite his best friend telling him look he your father was the green goblin I got receipts he killed himself he still he still he still feels this rage towards Peter despite all of the evidence pointing to the fact that Peter was only acting in self-defense so he's beyond saving that's that's how we kind of that's how we get i guess peter fighting and ultimately killing venom if that's if if we're still going to do that without it also feeling like you're killing someone that could be saved and then harry slash venom acts as like a dark shadow of what peter could be had he not um you know had aunt may to pull him back or had he not you know, seen the error of his ways. I will admit, yeah. I mean, I think your idea might be better than mine because mine was basically just like not the same thing, but just just him as Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't see the whole <laughs> was... new Goblin thing adding much to the plot. And by the way, I, in my version, he wouldn't get amnesia, uh, like because the whole oh, like yeah. mine the whole like amnesia arc. Uh, it, it felt like Changnesia in Community. Great show. Watch it. It's on Netflix. But it felt like that, like it, the same thing where it's like, why would you give a character amnesia if not just to kind of put them on, put them to the side for a little bit while you figure out what to do with them? That's basically what happened. Like everyone that talks about it is like, oh yeah, this is, this is the reason they did this. They just needed to give it time for all the other shit. That's what, that's why I don't want to do that with mine. I was thinking like, you know, start of the Sinister Six kind of shit with uh, Green Gollum and Sandman teaming up at the end. Like, you know, Spider-Man beats them because he's Spider-Man. Yeah. But, uh, you know, something like that, like start the team up and shit. That way, when you start introducing the other ones like Vulture and Electro and Mysterio and crap, you know, 
you know, kind of builds up to yeah, sequels. Yeah, I love the idea of doing the Sinister Six. I just... Um, yeah, the problem with that, though, is if you want it done nice, you either do uh, a 60-hour-long game where you understand the backstory of the characters because it's essentially based off of the comics Oh, yeah, entirely. you got to build up to it, for sure. Or even, or even you, the you game. Know, you release separate movies. Yeah, even the game, Spider-Man uh, PS4. That, I like, it, it doesn't introduce the character like it it doesn't give like their origin story and everything like you're not seeing like oh it's a common criminal now he's the scorpion now he, like it, it doesn't do that like these are pre-established characters these are characters that have been around peter already fought them and now they're yeah. teaming up like so even then that you know however long the game is it's like that's uh, it's still it's like, not even all the time that it takes to develop the characters because they're already there we're just putting them together you, yeah. you fill it's in the like backstory from the with, comics. Uh, yeah, it's like what they did with uh, the Spider-Man uh, MCU movie. What was it Homecoming? Yeah. The first well, they, they don't really the do that. They no, but for, but for Peter, like they, you oh, don't have his whole backstory right, yeah. and stuff because you already know his backstory. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that kind of. Yeah, stuff, and like but... I mentioned earlier, the Sandman thing, like maybe do a similar thing where he's just a guy that shows up and he has powers. We don't need to see his origin story. We don't need to see him become Sandman. He's just a bad guy that has sand powers and you can get a line like Peter says in the movie, like, Oh, where do these guys come from? These super villains. Cause you know, it's, it, it's uh, like a couple years, I believe between each movie. Yeah. So you can just say like, Oh, super villains or new one every week. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he should just be a guy that has powers. I I think if you diminish his role but still have him be present, you get someone that Peter can or that you get someone that Spider Man can punch, and you know be, you show off his power early in the movie. You, you see like he knows what he's doing. He's a competent superhero, but you don't need to have right. like the main villain or introduced already for him to do that. He can just be a side guy. Yeah. And also, by the way, I I wrote this down so I so I you know don't forget uh, if we don't include his origin story then we don't have to justify why the scientists would sand nuke a bird yeah <laughs> that is also true uh second with uh if we did it though with green goblin like replacement a would be accurate to the comics because that's what happens after norman dies harry takes up the role but also uh it gives us more room to do like feature length stuff for each of the sinister six guys as they come in like you could have an entire movie focused around venom it's not gonna be like how it's like done in that one where you know eddie brock they make him the most unlikable piece of shit so you don't like him so he it's satisfying when he gets his ass kicked yeah they could actually you know make him a god i hate eddie brock in this movie so much he doesn't even have the right build yeah yeah it's (laughs) It's a funny thing. Uh, that's the thing. Though. You could easily fix it by like what they did in the Venom movie where Venom just, you know, forms around him and becomes this like jacked bodybuilder. Right. But I mean, even but then, Tom Hardy is like, a, he's a he's a muscular looking dude. Yeah, he's I mean, not he was Bane. Bad looking. Yeah, that's true. The kid from that <laughs> 70s show does not have nearly the level of like physical presence that being venom requires yeah but being eddie brock a piece of shit reporter he has absolutely the right amount by the way speaking of um venom uh this is another note that i 
wrote down. I don't like the idea of the symbiote just coming from space. Yeah, that's why what I was thinking with it is uh I, like I feel like it raises whole, too many questions and it has way too many implications. Yeah, it's a well, I mean that's the thing like, though. It's it's kind of true to the origin where it's uh it's not at all know, true. It's a well, little bit. Tr- well, yeah, it's a little bit true to the origin, but, but like they try it's not at all the right. same circumstance. Because yeah. in the in Venom's origin, it's Secret Wars. They're everyone's in space fighting like different universes or whatever, and Peter comes and across this alien thing, this alien goo, and 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 like that's that's comic yeah, book stuff. But it's dumb taking that and turning it into oh it's uh from an asteroid it's like from where are there more of them is there a planet of symbiotes now in comic books like you see that kind of thing all the time like in the comics there is a planet full of symbiotes but we don't need that in this movie yeah i don't know i kind of like uh what they originally were going to do with venom where uh you know how jj's got his son up in space oh yeah they want to have him bring it down instead of it being an asteroid it's maybe not the worst thing but i still don't think i think it should be like an ultimate spider-man where uh it's like a it's like a synthetic kind of thing yeah where it's like like in uh an ultimate spider-man uh Peter's father and I believe Eddie Brock's father were like trying to cure cancer and they came up with like they they, they invented the symbiote they created life yeah <laughs> I like the idea of it being created in a lab like that doesn't require a lot of explanation it's like yeah they're working on something and then this appeared instead of the yeah. idea that like this is a species of something yeah I can see where you're coming from with that I don't know I like the I like the whole JJ son being Venom for a little bit kind of thing, or at least just bringing it down. Maybe that's what they did in Ultimate Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That's what they did in um, Spectacular Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. It's um, it's something that like latches onto the ship. They bring it down, then they like keep it in a lab. Yeah, Is, wasn't that the plot of Venom? Also, maybe I'm not sure. I haven't seen it so. You know, we should watch Venom at some point together, and then we should do a podcast like this for it. Yeah, let me see. Is it on anything? Oh, you gotta. Um, you have to yeah, buy you have it. to buy it. I don't even know if. Gross. Yeah, you can't rent it. Oh, you have to own Venom. Yeah, it's thirteen dollars. Hold on, let me see yeah, if I can get I a know. like a DVD of it. Uh, gonna say it like uh al pacino does dvd well you can get on my dvd player <laughs> you can get it for 13 dollars at target it looks like i don't want to spend over 10 dollars on a movie that you know very fair is like might be able to find it on ebay it's like venom isn't a movie that i would spend over 10 dollars on for sure uh the 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 spinoff to the Bayformers movies, Bumblebee, however, I bought that as soon as I saw it because I fucking loved that Oh, yeah, movie. I have that on my uh, Plex server. You need to watch it because that is honestly a really good Transformers good movie things. and it's how they should have done it. Like every other fucking Transformer movie is so shit compared to that because, oh my God. Yeah, 
I know this was supposed to be a Spider-Man 3 thing, but now I just want to talk about how great fucking Bumblebee Well, we can was. do that in a uh, future uh, <laughs> retrospective episode. episode. Yeah. Um, but anyway, moving on to uh, other supporting characters. Um, yeah. I just, I, this is, I'd probably this keep... was my note about MJ. Just make her better. Um, it's yeah. kind of, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up that MJ like left a guy at the altar. Yeah. Cause she, uh, I think I talked to Ian about this. I don't think you were there for this, but I was talking to Ian about this and she spends a large portion of Spider-Man two, you know, she's like, Oh, I I guess if Peter doesn't want all this then I'm going to date the astronaut, uh, my son, the astronaut. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, so she's like, Oh, I'm dating an astronaut. I go to caviar parties, but I don't really like him that much. Guess I'll still marry him, though, even though I'm definitely in love with Peter. Be mad uh, interesting if Mary Jane was Venom. (laughs) Yes. But anyway. Yeah, so she spends the movie, like, with the astronaut. I want to say John Jameson, but I honestly am not sure. But then she... It's It's John. Yeah, so then on their wedding day... She's like, eh, I'm not feeling it. So I'm going to go run away and be with Peter. And he is like, okay, I guess. But like, I'm still Spider-Man. And she's like, oh, that's okay. I believe in you. Go get him, Tiger. I love that you're so heroic. And so he goes and he fights crime and he saves the day and he saves people's lives. And then the next movie. Peter. Uh, so she, so she's like this this is pretty pretty early on after you know the the reviews are coming in and she bombed on broadway and he's like oh i i understand you know i i get people in the press like talking shit about spider-man saying that i'm a villain and and she's like this isn't about you it's about me yeah what i would do is just remove that oh yeah for sure see my problem with that like i don't mind mj as a character like i think and this is something that i had written down about positive things in the movie uh it is actually really interesting to see the movie explore mj's perspective as being someone that's trying to make it you know as a singer as an actress and you know she's also dating yeah. someone who's famous like th- this is a thing that famous people who date each other deal with where it's like if you're not really secure with yourself and your relationship it can be you know it can have it can put a strain on your relationship if you're both you know trying to be in the public eye and be famous because it's like what if one of you is more successful than the other it's interesting to see yeah, that uh, play out but when her character overreacts to moments like that when he's literally just trying to relate to her struggle and console her it takes away from moments where she's legitimately frustrated at him yeah I, I think uh, when I said remove that, I mean like the whole it all being about MJ where she's all like, you know, it's not like a good character. It's just kind of like the generic response to everything. What do you mean? Like, like the whole like, it's not about you thing. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah. When she says it's not about like, you, that's a horrible moment. I would scrap that because it, like I said, it takes away. Yeah. And what I would do is have it be like a slow burn kind of thing where it's like, it doesn't mess with her at first, but it starts to build up over time. Yeah. I think it's like, instead of just being like one bit of criticism, like she's just like, 
over the course of the entire movie just kind of builds up and shit. And maybe have Peter be a bit more distant because, you know, he's dealing with two bad guys. Or include guys. some of it in Spider-Man 2, which I don't remember if they included a lot of that in Spider-Man 2. I know she was, like, modeling. They had a couple things, but I think it was mostly model Yeah, stuff. it's something that really should build up over two or three movies. Um, yeah. Which I really do want to see it explored. I want to see the idea of of her being jealous of Peter's... I guess public at uh, adoration, uh, but just yeah. you know, do it right. Cause like another problem that it creates is when she gets mad at Peter just for being Spider-Man. Like when, when, uh, you know, the, the, the crane is crashing into the building and Peter's like, Oh shit, I got to go like rescue people. She's like, fucking go. I guess I don't, you don't care about me or whatever. It's like, what are you yeah. supposed to do with like being Peter, being Spider-Man? What are you supposed to do in that moment? Because like it, it puts him in a really tough spot because it's like either he saves lives or he consoles his girlfriend. Either way, he loses because if he goes saves lives and she's mad at him. But if she stays with her, people die. And it really makes it yeah. makes MJ look like she doesn't care about innocent people that would die if Peter didn't act. Cause it's like, what if, what if yeah. you were married to a firefighter, right? And there was a fire down the road and he had to go put it out, but you're like in the middle of discussing something or, you know, you're trying to tell him about your day and then he has to go and put out the fire. Are you going to be mad at him for that? Yes. I would call upon all curses to that man. How dare I mean, he go and do his I job? I understand being upset about it, but it seems like she's upset at him. Yeah. That's why what I thought would be a good way to do it is instead of her like, you know, lashing out at Peter, blaming him for all of her things, she internalizes it and shit. And then um uh like because the thing is though, I, I like the whole dynamic of uh Harry ruining Peter's uh personal life and also his uh his superhero yeah. shit. Cause like that's that's such a good like classic villain trope that always just works for me. I love that kind of shit because it's always satisfying when those guys get beaten. And so like you know Harry could just you know swoop in and start like you know when uh, Peter's gone to do whatever Peter says he's doing, Harry's there. And like over the course they naturally build up a better relationship because Harry's at least there for her. Yeah, and that just rubs salt in, in Peter's metaphorical puts dirt wounds. in his eye. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> of course, though, I do later on. I, I don't want Green Goblin, uh, the new Green Goblin, to just be like a one-off thing. I wanna. I do like the idea of Harry at least teaming up with Spider-Man at some point. Because they're, su they're supposed to be yeah. friends. Yeah, see, that's a difficult and part like, of having him be Venom. Cause, yeah, like, that's why I want to keep him as Green Goblin. Yeah. Like hey, he replaces him and he starts doing criminal shit. But then, like later on, we'll get like a bigger villain, like Venom, yeah. for instance. See, I, I, and then they team up to fight him. I, I'm conflicted on that because I feel like if anyone is going to be Venom, it should be Harry. But Harry is like too good. Like, and also James Franco is too good to just kill off like that and not be redeemed. Yeah. That's why I think if they do it, they should build up Eddie Brock in his own movie. Yeah. And make him like an actual character that you can enjoy yeah. and now, you can understand and sympathize what with. What if, um, and I'm just kind of, this is just kind of stream of consciousness. What if, you know, after Harry becomes Venom, you can give him a little bit of some kind of like redemption arc or something or, or Peter like pulls him out of it and 
Harry's like, you know, you're right. I got to leave this, this alien goo. And then either the symbiote is acting on its own or it finds a new host or whatever. I, I don't know. But then you get Harry like busting into Norman's old goblin stuff. And then they team up and fight uh, Venom, whether it be just the symbiote as like a big monster final form kind of thing or with a new host. Maybe I'm not sure. Or you can just tease new or like Eddie Brock as Venom for the next movie. I like that because that's the thing I want to do is I don't want there to be too many guys in it. Like even having just two antagonists feels like a lot. But with, with, with Sandman being there is more like a side villain. I feel like it's yeah, okay. Sandman is more of a set piece or a like, plot I want device. The whole, yeah, I want Eddie Brock being Green Goblin to be something that's like uh, over the course of a few movies. So he's not just like 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 two movies, we'll say, where he's actually Green Goblin fucking up Spider-Man. So that way, like, there's a time where he actually is like they actually like, you know, something happens. They have to team up and shit like that. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have it be the the whole, you know, the the glider came from your father's glider, <laughs> yeah, thing. Uh, you'd, you'd probably something else. I, I still want that moment to exist though, just for the meme. Yeah, it'd be funny. <laughs> but no, I like the idea though of how of uh there being a Sinister Six team up at some point. Maybe that's what would happen for uh Harry and spider-man to team up maybe it's like a sinister six with venom in charge or something yeah but maybe or of course with like characters they built up because like you need rhino in there too and vulture but that's what the fourth one was going to be the fourth one was going to be vulture so boom maybe he teams up with them at first but they start doing like some seriously heinous shit and he's like oh i just oh this is kind of fucked yeah. up yeah he has like a a, ra- a realization it's like this is the if I go about the path I'm going, I'm just going to turn into a, a huge fucking right. monster. Um, before um, we get too much further, I also, um, on the subject of side characters, I wanted, I wanted to address this. Gwen Stacy was criminally underused, or uh, I guess misused, in this movie. If you're going to oh, yeah. include her at all, which I question whether you should, um, you got to do it right she can't just be the other woman it is very weird that gwen stacy is in these movies after you know green goblin's dead because even with harry as the new goblin you know he's not going to well, kill look, gwen stacy I, there's more to gwen stacy like, than just being killed by the green goblin you know that right oh yeah i know but it's just like i don't know it just feels weird having like all the stuff that takes place after her death taking place while she's still alive I I you know? guess not really. It doesn't really play that much into it. Like it's not really yeah. that important that you know you got to make sure that she gets killed by the Green Goblin or she doesn't outlive the Green Goblin. I just I feel like they yeah. misused her as as a person as a character. It doesn't really matter when she yeah, dies or if she dies she in do. the movies. Shit, you know what they could do? You remember the uh, the police chief in a. Uh, Insomniac Spider-Man game. Oh, uh, Yuri or uh, Yuri Watanabe. Yuri, yeah, yeah. Uh, they could have it like that, where she like you know she takes Something over her like dad's that. spot. She like trains at the academy. Maybe I just don't know. I don't think she should be in the movie. I think she should be saved for a later installment. 
later date. It's weird though, because like every time or, she's in it, she's always also a damsel in distress. Maybe. It's like every woman in Spider Man's life is the same exact person. Right. It's just someone that accidentally gets a- attacked by the Green Goblin or Doc Ock or a fucking crane. Yeah, I don't know. I just. It's difficult finding a way to put her into the plot that just makes sense and makes sense with the character. Because like Peter is with with mj like he's going to be with her like they're not gonna end the movie with them split apart yeah you know they could build her up more as a character like with uh the whole dr connors and shit like that what if like instead of him becoming lizard it's her maybe i don't know i that doesn't add anything to the character though it doesn't well yeah i know i'm just i'm just trying to eyeball things to do with her because like you know She's she's his friend that works in the science lab. Well, I like... Occasionally... I really like the dynamic uh, that Peter and Gwen have. I really really do like it a lot. It was great in um, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. It helped, of course, that Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone had incredible chemistry on set. But they have a, a certain dynamic that Peter and MJ just don't have. And Peter and MJ have a yeah. dynamic that I guess Peter and Gwen don't have. Um, I don't really know as much about Peter and MJ as a couple as I do about Peter and Gwen, but they have this distinct sort of energy between them where it's like they're both like geniuses, at least in the... Uh, they're, f- they're made for like each Like in other. the Amazing Spider-Man movies, they're like both like intellectual types, I guess. So they like they can relate over that. Uh, yeah. And in Spectacular Spider-Man, which I know I reference a lot, they have a similar thing where they're into the same stuff and, you know, she's like the nerdy girl next door type. And then Peter and MJ usually have this sort of like more, I guess, feelings based connection. I don't know if that's the right word, but I know know what you mean. It's like it doesn't like. It's, it's like it's like it's those just, weird relationships that don't feel like they'll work. It's just in real a life. sheer attraction. Yeah. Whereas, like, Gwen and Peter are drawn to each other by their brains, where Peter yeah, and MJ are drawn to each other they, by uh, their hearts. Isn't that what love is? <sighs> Look, I'm trying really hard to put into words <laughs> something that's really hard to put into words. They only like fucking because they both look good. They, they do math equations while they have sex. Yeah. Uh, uh, where Gwen Stacy is actually Spider-Man's friend, Mary Jane is like someone Spider-Man met and thought was kind of cute, and that's the person he's gone with because he's an idiot. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't know just how much like she's not a bad person. It's just they don't go well together. He just doesn't know how much ass he could get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but that's the thing though about it. Like, if uh, I know we joked around about having Mary Jane become vil- uh, Venom. But she could become a villain of some sort. You know? Maybe she becomes like Venom and all her like negative emotions and I don't shit. Know. Just kind of like get the better of her. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of something to do. Because you could totally like replace Gwen. Uh, replace uh, Mary Jane with Gwen. And it would probably be a better relationship with better chemistry like you were saying. Maybe like, just yeah, make them friends. A staple character, but... Maybe it doesn't have to be a romantic thing. Nah, it's Spider-Man, though. Oh, right, of course. He's either fucking them or they're dead. Of course. 
But no, seriously, it's though. It's the same goes with his male friends. He's either fucking them or they're dead or they're his next villain. Seriously, though, like take take gender out of it. Why can't Gwen Stacy just be someone that Peter is friends with? That true. It's his lab partner and they, you know, are there for each other. Oh, I had a thought. Okay, so you know uh the game, uh the PS4 game and how like I know uh, everything about Dr. uh Otto is all like he's like his friend that helps him build shit all the time. What if like that's what Gwen is, except she doesn't turn into a Doc Ock? Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good that's a good idea. Like that's where he goes to get like interesting suit designs and shit so he can have better fight things maybe during the lizard thing because they both work under dr connor's maybe uh she finds out he's spider-man because he has to help her and the rest of the science team and she's like oh yeah uh i can help you with this shit and he's like yeah fuck it sure. yeah that's but that's Why definitely not? something to <laughs> save for a later movie or or yeah no this isn't spider-man 3 this is probably gonna be spider-man 5 because 4 has got the vulture yeah I just I can't think Again. of a way to fit her in properly <laughs> while doing her justice. Just like, I don't know. Have there be some scenes where like, you know, Spider-Man socializing and then he's like he's being attacked by Yeah, villains. something like that. We can I mean just throw something in, I guess, but like just enough to like help build up the characters for when they actually need to have like the shining moments. Right. But because like it's not it's not the main love interest or the villain of that movie, so it's hard to actually put the side characters in good situations. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should uh, start wrapping this up because we've been recording for close to three hours now. This might be our longest episode. It, it definitely is, is actually. Def- no, there's but no probably then again, about there's it. A lo- there's more content on this one than before. We have like a whole episode this, at the beginning and then the introspective. This is definitely one that you want to so. use the timestamps for unless you got three hours to burn. This this yeah. one's this this one's gonna take up like a week's worth of commutes. I will say though, this was this is probably a pretty decent episode oh, yeah. though. I definitely We got Spider Man three figured out. And I like both of our ideas. I like the whole uh eddie not eddie uh harry as venom being like a a twisted version of peter parker and like you were saying though about this being a good one yeah i I really feel good about this one i felt awake the whole time (laughs) yeah that cocaine really helped man god uh, i every day (laughs) i imagine the sheer power that i would have if i was on cocaine i don't need to imagine i've lived it so anyway to kind of uh wrap it up and summarize let's just quickly go over our uh, main points for improving the movie so first make peter better make him Lower less cringe i don't know what, how to concisely yeah. say it but just make him not awful i want to recast Give him, him more but i guess you don't have to just write him better a decent person yeah make him be make yeah. him be a good guy like and that goes with MJ too. Make MJ like, better. Keeps absolutely. the whole side plot where she's having like her whole like existential crisis thing going on but Make it less about her, like, freaking out because it's not about her, and more like she's, like, you know, trying to figure out, like, oh my god, what the fuck is this? What What's... Th- this is all so different and weird and everything, you know? Like, make her, like, an actual human yeah, being her, and uh, not just a generic, make her like... a sympathetic character. Or at least more of a yeah. sympathetic character, anyway. Um, 
Yeah, no, she's sympathetic, but at the same time, it's like, I don't see myself in the shoes of, why did you save a thousand people when you could have just yelled at me for a few yeah. minutes? Um, also, uh, make like, Harry, or uh, make Peter and everyone just communicate with Harry, tell tell Harry stuff, and then make him yeah. decide what he's going to do. If he's going to still be a new goblin slash venom slash whatever, make that his character moment. Make that a, make that a character trait. Make make him a dark yeah. shadow of what Peter could be if he if he was to give in to rage. But I'd still say leave a bit of leeway for him to still become like a, a good person yeah. later on in case you need that. I, I, do option. I do like the idea of Harry and Peter reconciling uh, reconciling Recon reconciling how do you say that word. Yeah, that reconciling later on and like actually like teaming up to like yeah. do shit. Because like come on, Peter Peter needs it. He needs some help. Guy can only cry so many times. Yeah. Uh, also, if you're going <laughs> to use Gwen Stacy, if, if you're not going to use her right, uh, don't use her at all. Save her for a later movie, yeah. or a later installment. Uh, like, there's, uh, like, she doesn't have to be his love interest that dies. Like, there's other, like, different yeah. characters that you could, like, replace yeah. her with. Um also like, makes makes Sandman you know, uh just a side villain. You don't have to give him a whole we, like you you don't have to make him into a whole thing. Just make him a side villain for for Spider-Man to punch cuz he takes away from yeah. the rest of the the plot. Um like he's not a bad thing on his own. He was probably the better right. villain in the third right. movie, but if you're going to actually try to focus on other bigger villains, uh, Sandman is not the one you want to focus a lot on. Yeah. Like he's, he's just a thug with sand powers. Yeah. And, uh, JK Simmons is perfect. More of him, please. Oh yeah. Like that's Aunt just, May is, if Aunt May is incredible. when you have free time, just have JK Simmons yelling. Um, more, uh, more Robbie and, uh, and Mary, not Mary Jane. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to give them a spinoff series. Let them have coffee together. And, Again, yeah, to reiterate... Coffee time with Robbie and Amy. Yep. Again, to reiterate, make Peter a good guy. Save him being an asshole for when he actually gets the black suit. Oh my fucking god. I just had a great idea, uh, okay. Alex. What we could do for the Robbie and Aunt May spinoff. It's a podcast that oh both Oh god, on. can we please act that out? Oh, that would be so All fucking right, that's gonna good. Be the post, that's gonna be the post. No, no voice changers. It's just us. <laughs> All right, we'll Just do that ask. for the post-credit stinger. All right. Oh my god! So stay stay tuned after the outro. <laughs> Fucking. So Christ. anyway, uh, I think that's everything. Yeah. Uh, overall, just like know what you want to build your series up to, like firsthand. Don't let the executives, you know. Fuck well, with it's not the Sam Raimi let them. It's that they give him money to make movies, and if he doesn't do what they want, they don't give him money, and he doesn't get to make movies. So, and, yeah, I, yeah, I should have said that up top. Uh, we are not professional writers. This is just our two cents. We understand that there's a lot that goes into making movies, and uh, as a director, Sam Raimi faced a lot of challenges with the studio. Um, I've heard all kinds oh, of absolutely. horror stories about Sony's management Um so Sam Raimi, if you're listening to this, which I mean, there's an above zero percent chance that you are. Uh, we love you and we understand. Oh, I am a huge fan of his work. I loved Evil Dead. I haven't I seen think, it, but uh, I've been meaning need to, to make more. 
Uh, if you're gonna watch it, uh, I recommend watching the second one first. It does a recap of what happens in the first one, and it's more of how the series is moving forward. All right. Whereas the first one was a genuine attempt at a horror movie, with some creepy parts and some really disturbing parts, but overall it's just, you know, it's kind of, it's just kind of funky. All right. The, the second one is a horror comedy, so there's like weird, creepy things every now and then, but it's mostly just outrageous, like funny well, that shit, sounds awesome. So. No, awesome. you'll love it. It's, Evil Dead is one of my favorite fucking movies. All right. Well, anyway, closing out the show. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Bold of You to Say. If this was your first time here, uh, first of all, congratulations on making it all the way through. If you like today's episode, um, if you're not subscribed already, hit the subscribe button. Leave a like if that's something your platform allows. If you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment telling us what you want us to cover next. Um, or just leave your thoughts down below. Uh, follow us on social media that's all linked down below follow me on tiktok i've been more active there recently uh follow jared on twitter he tweets stuff sometimes um follow me on twitter uh i tweet stuff sometimes um i i guess most people do if they're on twitter um i'm gonna be honest with you chiefs i said i was going to do more like art stuff uh i may have lied I haven't really gotten to art stuff. You bastard. Uh, however. You fucking dick. Uh, I'll just put my gamer tag in there. Yeah, friend, of, <laughs> friend us fucking. on Xbox. Friend me on Xbox or on Steam. I play both of them regularly. I'll send Alex the, the gamer tag yeah. so he can just copy and paste. <laughs> <laughs> send me friend requests. I'll love to game with you sometime. Uh, leave us a review on Podchaser. That's like an IMDb site for podcasts. Uh, that's a great way to help out the show. Um, another great way to help out is to share our clips. Our clips uh, YouTube channel will be linked down below. Uh, tweet those out get more eyes and ears on the show that's an incredible way to help out the show um, or if you don't want to do those uh, we have a donation link at the very bottom of the description uh, either uh, share the clips or pay the fee uh, that, that's the law you have to do oh it uh, and I, I will not be accepting questions after the presentation uh, have a good 9am to 9pm remember those are the legal hours you can enjoy this podcast it's the law we don't make the rules. We, we just enforce, enforce them. them. <laughs> good night. Good, good, good night, Ian. Good. 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 <laughs> good. <laughs>
See, yeah, I, you know, I could have guessed that because like I, he's just the worst. Like I had to raise him for years. So like, I don't know how you did it. I know how he is at home, but I just, I didn't, like, I was hoping it wouldn't transfer to his work life, to be honest with you. I tell you, that guy, he comes in every day. He's like the only guy Jonah ever talks to. And the it's just, oh, it's annoying, I tell you. I, I just want to get my paperwork done and go home. I got stuff I got to do. And then Peter comes in, he's like, oh, where's, where's Jonah? Where's Jonah? And then he, like, he's crying usually for some reason. Is he, is he, does he have a good home life? Why is he always crying? Well, you know, at this point, this is post Spider-Man 3, I think. So he doesn't live with me anymore. But uh, I think yeah, he, he has a landlord and his landlord is always pestering him for money. And, and and Peter told me, you know, the door doesn't work. And I've been there and the door just it doesn't work. So I don't know what Peter's rent is going towards. I mean, I gave him a 20 um, and, and his landlord just took it from him. But, you know, the door still doesn't but work. You, you're giving Peter money. Well, you know, it's I I worry, I I worry. He gets about paid him. like a thousand dollars for every what? picture he brings in. He, he gets paid he gets a thousand. Yeah, I thought he was. Got, I thought this was a volunteer gig. No, 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 no. It, Jonah pays good money for pictures of Spider Man. It's the only thing he pays for. Well, shit, I'm getting my money back. Yeah, I'm sending him you an invoice. Want to go break his legs? Let's go. Let's, let's go just, beat up Peter. All right, let's let's do a spinoff. Like he's a good. He's a decent kid, but he's a good. Know. He's a good kid, but he's been. He's hustling me. Yeah, no, that's not right. He's he's dealing that's, both sides of the table. All right, this, another spinoff time. All right, so uh, this is a spinoff <laughs> of the Aunt May and Robbie from the Daily Bugle Get Coffee Together podcast. This is a Breaking Bad style series where Aunt May and Robbie uh, go around and right the wrongs of the world by breaking people's legs. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned for the Stay new tuned, spinoff. Listeners. I'll go get my crowbar. Robbie becomes shocker after this. <laughs> That's the tie-in. Aunt May becomes Venom. <laughs> and this no! and this has been the show. Good night, AM through nine PM. You know what? Oh, no, you know Alex, what? Just for Alex, this bit, you get to listen after nine. Oh, Alex, Alex, no. Uh that's the thing. Uh this uh there's an action figure of Aunt May from that comic where she marries Doc Ock. That's what she turns into. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. Cause I tell you when I when when I tell you this is the best Gary Busey action figure I have ever seen. All right, send it to me. But I gotta go. It's it's late. It has been a very long time. I know. Good night, everyone. I'm sorry. Good night, people.